0: Come on, coming We have a very exciting announcement for you because we are going to be coming at you live in New York City. The big apple. The windy apple. The city of,
1: of bright lights? I forget. Yes. The Tell city that more. never sleeps. Yeah. We are coming to New York. We're going to be at the Gramercy Theater uh, on July 8th. Show starts at 8 p.m. You can get your tickets at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Be there or be square. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan
0: accents. Oh Yeah! It's the most Minnesota day at 80 plus degrees with still frozen lakes and snow mounds that have not yet melted. Snow and ice
2: is nature's perfect insulator.
0: Indeed. Yeah. Real weird out there right now. Not a single hint of green anywhere, but it is so hot. It's so scary. I don't like that one bit. Like there aren't even buds on the trees yet. It was thirty degrees and we had twenty feet of snow, and then it was eighty degrees. That was it. Anyway, who are we? (laughs) No, (laughs) Minnesota's fine. She's fine. We're fine.
1: Um, I'm Kenyon. Yeah, I'm Lucy. I'm Amanda. Well, if you're I'm sick scared. of living in Minnesota, <laughs> you could always join a commune. Oh, <laughs> the way
0: I've thought about it. <laughs> you are susceptible. I'm so susceptible. Yeah. yeah. So susceptible. We'll I'm not get a joiner, <laughs> so I am not susceptible. I mean, I'm both I'd susceptible as a joiner and a leader.
1: I check and You can't, like, sit on grass. No.
0: I don't
2: have think communes to, would be.
1: Well, the leader doesn't have to do a lot of the shit. But the usually. whole point of a commune is that there's not really supposed to be a
2: leader. Everyone sits on the grass. Is. Oh, yeah, of course there is because it is a <laughs> slippery
1: slope is. into cults.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which
1: as right. we will discuss. Oh, we will I'm get sure. to it. I'm but sure. first, this topic of criminal communes is mm-hmm. brought to you by our fan picker, Jordan Wilson. Oh, mm-hmm. such a
0: special fan picker. This is a great one.
1: You know, mm-hmm. we've covered some cults in the past and some commune adjacent stuff, but uh, it's always fun to dive in and find other ones that we haven't covered yet.
0: Yeah. And there are so many. There oh, are plenty. Yeah. Wow.
1: yeah. I got one that's yeah. still going. Locke. Me right too. In. Well, I, we'll get to it. Beep. 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 All right. First, <laughs> let's do our wine crime pairing, Amanda, for criminal communes. Y'all.
0: Our wine crime pairing this week hails from Italia mm. and is actually cold because I remembered to put it in the fridge. What? I am thriving today. Oh my God. That vitamin D is really healthy. Y'all, I took my <laughs> inaugural, oh my God, my inaugural scooter <laughs> ride today. You did. I'm ready to the snow drifts. Oh, yeah. Weaving to, in and out. Swashing. <laughs> yeah, ready to pour my Zoloft down the toilet. Don't do I that. I am healed. Do not do that. Of course I wouldn't I know.
1: do that. I'm speaking mainly but, to the listeners.
0: My God. The You'll way get that, very
1: irritable.
0: The way that one <laughs> ounce of vitamin D just blasts my body full of <laughs> serotonin. And it's amazing. So do you just, have a sad lamp? I do, but it doesn't do it. It is not the same. It as is not nature. the same. No. no, it has. It does not have the same effect.
2: You need the smell. You need the wind. You need mm-hmm. the snow drifts. Oh, you need yeah. the mud. You need the avoiding mm. potholes the on Thirty Eighth Street sound under and your boots. The squelch. You need seventy detours to go a half a mile because yeah. there's construction fucking
1: everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Midwest, Don't ruin this for maybe. me. Anyway, spring's great. <laughs> it's amazing. So, I am drinking l- the Luna Nuda Pinot Grigio. Ooh, nice. Which I found food. Yes, I found to be a perfect pairing because it reminded me of a nudist <gasps> commune colony. Love it. Much like the nudist colony Lucy and I accidentally found ourselves barreling into in a Penske rental truck, a bright (laughs) orange yellow truck to see the roadside attraction giant lady leg sundial. (laughs) I have that postcard. Should I grab it? I know exactly where it's at. Go grab it. (laughs) And I didn't realize it was still an active nudist colony. And so as we barreled into the front, there was just. Penis, elder penis, just every communal elder penis. And I screamed and just turned around and started to leave because I panicked. And Lucy was like, We made it all this way. Get the fuck back in there.
1: Isn't it gorgeous? (laughs) Moving is optional, but the fun is guaranteed. Correct. Oh, I love that. And no, it
2: does not account for daylight saving time. That was my. First and only question. Immediate <laughs> question. She was
0: ready. It'd so be that funny was... if
1: they could just like turn a crank and the leg moved
0: for daylight <laughs> thinking, an hour. it's a little bit wider. <laughs> it should be on a crank. I don't think that's how like Spread the sun em. works. Spread them. crank it. It's daylight savings. Time to crank the leg. Howie, get the crank. <laughs> yep. This is also- that time again. It's that time again. Is it October already? Get the crank. <laughs> Spreader. This is also a perfect pairing For discussing communes Because as the label states Quote Our wine celebrates the mystery And influence the moon has on Mm winemaking With the firm belief that The luna nuda or naked moon Was a time to toast with friends and family
1: When isn't a time to toast with
0: friends and family I ask you Accurate A full moon is the best time I'm here for it. So this is a 100% Pinot Grigio from Italia. It's a state-grown, hand-picked, and hand-sorted in Italy's Alto Adige Valley at Castle Feder Winery. It's bright, it's crisp, and has flavors of golden, delicious apples, citrus. It's like the spring-summer herald of Pinot Grigio. Mm. I am so excited. But it's balanced. It's not too sweet. It's balanced with a hint of... Alpine air minerality, Ooh. and it's yeah. you know it's Pinot Grigio, so it's going to be nice and acidic, which is also great. Mm-hmm. This has flavors that embody the terroir of Italy's northernmost wine-growing region. She's twelve point five percent ABV, and she's a cracker, perfect for spring. So well, perfect, picnic wine. Yeah, mm. shall we crack? Do it. Let's. Here we go.
1: Oh,
0: (laughs) nice. Grant. Nice. Very.
1: Oh, yeah. Completely forgot to bring a beverage up here. I don't even have water right now, so I will suffer through Lucy's segment and then I will go hydrate (laughs) myself.
3: I will suffer.
1: We always suffer through my sin. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. I just meant without a beverage. Without a beverage. Cheers, everyone.
0: Look how healthy this pour is. It oh, yeah. looks delicious. Yeah. That's a holiday pour. Mm, Easter was last weekend. Oh, that's right. She is risen.
3: He, he is good. Mm. <laughs>
2: I saw mm. a tick- I said this all day on Sunday, but I saw this on a TikTok. I can't take credit. But mm. it was like, let's. Let's uh, acknowledge, you know, the real reason for season. the season—the the the man who who made this holiday possible—to Judas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Mm.
1: I saw something where it was like the real Easter Bunny or something with like some play on the Easter eggs thing, and it was just Taylor Swift. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah.
0: I didn't anyway, pay any attention to any Easter type thing. She leaves like
1: Easter eggs, like like hidden signals, oh. and, like messages and clues, and all her shit. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah.
1: I'm not a Swifty.
0: Also, no, RIP to Taylor and whatever his name was. I'm so happy that they broke up.
1: Were they together for like
0: six years or yes, something? And Oof. I hope she's
1: doing well. But he is not on her level. He's okay. not
0: cute. You know what? I like Congratulations her. to her because it's time for bigger and better things. Yes, she's got adorable cats, though. She's adorable. I do know that.
1: Yeah, All of right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers to um, our Taylor Swift good, slash uh, belated Easter podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, to our Easter podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Join us every year for our four-week late Easter podcast. Our hot takes on Easter. Oh, yeah, shit.
0: We're, this is definitely not coming out the week after Easter. We're fine. It's fine.
3: <laughs> All
0: right, cheers. Shut up. It's fine. It's fucking fine.
1: <laughs> Lucy, what's our background in my God, psych, for
0: criminal communes? Please, Jesus, Skype. I mean, psych. Oh, my God. Skype. I'm just going to sit quietly and drink my wine. We're thriving. I'm the okay. I'm so unwell, you guys. This is, maybe it's because you threw out your Lexapro. <laughs> I didn't actually.
2: <laughs> okay. From my lover, Encyclopedia Britannica. A commune as a social enterprise is a group of people living together who hold property in common and live according to a set of principles usually arrived at or endorsed by the group itself. Mm-hmm. This term is closely related to utopian socialism, which was established uh, in modern times, like as specifically within the term, the modern term.
1: Utopian socialism. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So this was established by uh, many people, including Robert Dale Owen and Fanny Wright. They were both Scottish Americans. I thought that was interesting that they both came over from Scotland. Cooch. Um, Fanny, freaking badass, I'm sure she's problematic somehow, but she was orphaned at a very early age, like two, and her parents were super rich, so she got a shitload of money. Mm. Um, She used it to travel around and learn and lecture about really revolutionary things at the time, like birth control, divorce, and also helping to relocate and educate emancipated black Americans. So she built a commune in Haiti mm. and helped, helped people who were recently emancipated emancipated mm-hmm. go to Haiti and like start fresh. Right. Rebuild so like their a, life.
0: Like a
1: touch problematic there just because it was out of the country. But sure.
2: Well, yeah, this was also in, like, the late 1800s. Yes. Yeah, right. progressive
1: fish for the time, and no one's perfect. Right. And also, right. they probably didn't want to stay in the fucking U.S. Although they, like, right. couldn't
0: for a lot of reasons, yeah. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: It's, you know. So, kind of cool. She also converted a New York City church that was on, what's it called, Bro- uh, Broom Street. Okay. It's so like a bi- a big, pretty prominent New York City church into a hall of science, which I love. Cool. I
1: think I've <laughs> walked past that building. I think there's like a sign in the window where it's like this is the home of. There's also like transcendentalist stuff, probably related.
2: Probably it was around that same kind of time. Yeah, like I feel like this utopian stuff definitely fed Blended. into the transcendentalism that we've talked about. Oh, in we'll a get, get to it in episode. my case.
0: Great. Ooh, okay, I went hard on the like '60s commune mm-hmm. shit. That was peak commune days
2: Truly. in the U.S. Truly. So these two and many others
0: uh, led. My to- My blood sugar's ex- low, so I'm snacking on these triscuits. Everybody, calm down. Okay, okay, listeners. Before you at me, I have a condition that requires (laughs) snacks,
2: and I'm just straight up eating a poke bowl when I'm not
0: speaking. Yum!
1: (laughs) I'm so hungry. Okay, so they out here. It's a food desert in my office, and, and wine. I'm struggling.
0: You really food. fucked up this week. I nutrition did. desert. Usually,
1: I have a, a backup bottle of water up here. I got nothing. You,
2: you're barren. You're raw dogging life. I am. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you're raw dogging your mouth. I'm so mm. thirsty. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. They and others led to experimental communities of this sort in the early 19th century in Britain and in the U.S., including. New Harmony, Brook Farm and the Oneida community which were really Fifth prevalent harmony. were really prevalent communes in this time in the US. Hmm. Many communes are were inspired by religious principles and monastic life is essentially communal. Mm-hmm. Behavioral psychologist B.F. Skinner's novel, Walden 2, which was published in 1948, inspired many Americans. the
1: Furious
2: 8. <laughs> Walden 2. Walden 2, Vermont Drift.
3: <laughs>
0: Holy shit!
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's so good!
0: <laughs> oh, Sign me the fuck Oh, make the book cover
1: for Walden to Vermont trip.
2: <laughs> B.F. Skinner. <laughs> so, this novel, which by today's standards would be science fiction, but science fiction wasn't really a genre until a little bit later. Sure. It inspired many American attempts at communal living, especially in the late sixties and early seventies. Mm-hmm. Utopian settlements were also attempted by religious groups such as the Mennonites, the Shakers, and the Mormons. Mm-hmm. So technically, those are also communes. Yeah,
1: were More the Shakers the ones where there it was no sex, so the only way they could like create new Shakers was to like take in orphans. I, I think.
0: Don't know.
1: I think but that sounds
0: really boring
1: (laughs) (laughs) you would not do well in any sign me out when i think of
2: shakers i just think of like wooden rocking chairs that's the extent of not even my knowledge of shakerdom but like that's what i think of what i think
1: of the Amish, my
2: entirely inaccurate perception similar
1: there's a there's a through line i think with the amish i don't know i'm i'm making up most of this as we go were not they
2: called shakers because they get possessed by the Holy yeah. Spirit
1: and they shake? Correct. Oh yeah. So that we sounds fun. That. But how you do that, that and not have fun. sex? I think it was very separate, like separated by the genders, by the sexes, and uh, they 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 were not supposed to have sex. I That's think. Lame. I'm okay. gonna Google okay. it. Boom. Keep going. Boo. Shakers no sex? Question mark. No sex in the
0: Shaker room.
1: <laughs> Punctuation doesn't matter in a yeah. Google search. Yeah. Shakers were celibate. All right. Procreation was forbidden. Movers and Shakers. Children were added to the communities through indenture, fun. Oh, great. Adoption or conversion. Loving Bye. that process. <laughs> yep. Shakers. <laughs> this is a salon.com article. The Shakers dash the ones who made furniture and
0: hated sex. So Great. we're both right. We're totally All right, are totally right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking spot on. We're journalists. We're geniuses. Okay. Genius journalists.
2: Other, other related terms include collective farms. Mm-hmm. Communitarianism, which just puts an emphasis on the community. And it's not necessarily this like socialist aspect.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, kibbutz,
1: which is kibbutz. Hebrew for
0: a gathering. What?
1: Kibbutz. Or, how do I say? On the
0: kibbutz. Kibbutz. I love coming in to correct someone when you're not sure if you're doing it right. <laughs> that is confidence. And Kibu- I love it. Kibbutz. I feel like <laughs> that's a happy medium. On the kibbutz. Kibbutz.
1: Kibbutz. Kibbutz. That's it. tight <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which is Hebrew for gathering. So these are agricultural and industrial communities all their profits are shared and reinvested after everyone's like clothed and fed and all that stuff um also moshav cool i don't know this one. Oh, okay i was waiting <laughs> <laughs> which is hebrew for settlement which is a type of cooperative agricultural settlement i feel like a kib- kibbutz is more like a lifestyle like people fully live there they raise their kids together it's like a mm-hmm. it's like a whole
1: thing. Whereas, I know a um, lot of people that have done like internships on a kibbutz. They like go and they spend like a gap year or something in Israel on a kibbutz or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's more in line with a commune the way that we think of it, right? Mm-hmm. Than
2: a moshav. Which this is just my understanding from my very shallow research.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's more like a co op, more like food, c- c- more community, and not like insular sort of. Okay. okay. I'm probably wrong. I don't care. Then again, I I wasn't wrong about the furniture. Okay. Mm right. So here's a little bit specifically about 1960s and 70s hippie communes in the United States. This is from the American century. Mm -hmm. Communes were more than a lifestyle. They were experiments in living that modeled new social form in which cooperation would replace competition. Everyone would be equal. Cultural conditioning could be shed. And individual welfare would be one with the common good. But uh, capitalism proves too tempting for some of them. We'll get to the capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) At least that was the idea, but in truth, living in a hippie commune, though highly romanticized by those who participated in the social experiments, was a complex struggle nearly as faceted as life in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Although hippies fled to rural America with visions of utopia in their head, life on the commune was not all it was cracked up to be. Mm. Members of the first hippie communes, though this number ultimately reached over 2,000 and I saw something closer to 3,000. In other articles, it's a lot of fucking communes. Yeah, in the there U.S., there were tons
0: of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Believed that a group of autonomous individuals actively seeking their self-identities would inevitably create a non-exploitative, conflict-free environment. That I don't was know the theory. What about that
1: would be inevitable? <laughs> I
0: would argue maybe the, <laughs> opposite. the opposite. Anything <laughs> yeah. anything run by humans. Non-exploitative and conflict-free inevitable. Good. Mm. Mm. Show me in history.
1: Yeah. Show me on the Dow. Point to a single example literally that, where we've been
2: capable of that. Just one.
1: Yeah. Just one. one. Well, wait, there aren't any. (laughs) Even the Shakers had to indenture children to grow their numbers. So, non exploitative, you know? And they were good at making furniture. Golly. Real good at
2: making furniture, though. All right. I need some dining chairs replaced. Okay.
0: Mm.
1: Yet there were many. There are many of them anymore for obvious reasons.
0: You Shit. might be SOL on your shaker. I'll go get some wood
2: glue. <laughs> All right. Yet there were many practical problems with this thought. And this was evidenced early on by daily life. Almost immediately. <laughs> so here are some potential problems with communes. <laughs> the first is intentional poverty. This would make it much harder to leave if you wanted to. Also, you mm-hmm. are, as long as you're, Existing in America, you are still participating in capitalism. You have no choice. On some level. And Mm -hmm. outside of America.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. My case is in
2: India. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Drug use, which was, I wouldn't say it was necessarily, like, assumed, but. Oh, in my
0: my case it is.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 60s, 70s, free love, all that shit. We'll get to it. There was drug use. Mm Mm-hmm. Loss of individuality, which was not wasn't supposed to be the point. You're supposed to like go there to find yourself and like Mm -hmm. actualize, but because you're living, each person in a commune is basically part of an organism, and you have to cooperate. You have to perform perform certain functions. You Mm -hmm. can't step too out of line. Mm -hmm. In the end, it is. You are sacrificing some of your individuality over
0: time. You're a cog, babe. Mm-hmm. Your pressure fucking is very cog. heightened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I a cog? Am I a fucking cog? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Now back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Grow those. Tomatoes. Here's your
0: LSD. Now go whole. Here's. Yeah. Go <laughs> whole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, go home. Go <laughs> breastfeed <laughs> kids that are not yours. Good
0: God! So much wet nursing. <laughs> <laughs> Lots
2: of sexual coercion and assault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots. And like I mentioned before, they are a slippery slope into cult- cultishness. Culty, little culty. Mm-hmm. Here are some notable commune citizens: the guys from ben-, ben and Jerry ice cream. Yep. In what way? They were raised on one. They just lived on one.
0: Yeah, they are like the OG super hippies.
2: I knew that. I didn't know the commune part. Jerry uh, was, I believe, part of the Chicago Seven who were like arrested at uh, anti Vietnam. Rally thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just started that show that's on Netflix. It was like a movie. It's called The Trial of the Chicago Seven or some shit. Oh yeah, I saw that a
1: while ago, and I don't remember anything about it. But yeah. Sasha
2: Baron Cohen in it. Yeah, yeah, and he has Basically,
1: like a pretty good Vermont accent.
2: It's
0: really kind of alarming. He's a Good actor. He's a really he is good really actor. good. Basically, anything I watched during like the height of COVID lockdown is lost. Mm-hmm. Like all of that time in my mind, she gone. Yeah, Joe Exotic is still in there. He has a stronghold on me, on my psyche, but like nothing else else. made it. I lost
2: a lot of memory from that, at least that first six months. Mm -hmm. But even like the next day or like the next week, I'd be like, I have no idea what what I did yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No idea. Weird. Libby Hall of Hallmark Cards Infamy.
0: No way mm-hmm. of the Hallmark Halls. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Art Spiegelman, who was the author and I think artist of Mouse, Mau- mm-hmm. Mouse, Mouse, mm-hmm. Mouse, yeah, that uh, that uh, graphic novel, mm-hmm. heartbreaking, so good. Bernie Sanders, duh, mm-hmm. obviously we already knew that.
1: The <laughs> mouse in Mouse, basically
2: <laughs> the lead in Mouse, the yeah. lead,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the title character. Uh
2: huh. Mm-hmm. Peter Simon of Simon and Schuster publishers. Also, I didn't know he was the brother to Carly Simon.
1: <gasps>
3: what? Just you?
2: Simon and Schuster? That Peter Simon, Carly Simon? So Car- wow. It surprises me to
0: 0% that Carly Simon would have been a commune baby. I don't
2: know that she lived on a commune, her brother lived on a commune. Mm.
0: It's
1: possible.
2: It's possible. It probably would have been mentioned if she had in the Fair. article I was Didn't reading. Didn't
1: Ryder do some time in a commune as a child? <laughs> no that fucking, was prison. No, no. Nope. For theft. <laughs> for shoplifting. Well, that would
2: have been more recent. This is like 60s, 60, 60, 70s, uh. like this little pop. This was from an interview with a guy who like was talking about this specific window in time.
1: Okay. God. So yes, later she did spend four years- on a 300-acre hippie commune called the Rainbow Commune in Mendocino, California as a chap. Great. Love no it. No wonder she had to steal bras. Yeah. She just
2: thought they were free. Mm. <laughs> I provided the spandex for the straps in these bras mm.
1: with my own These hands. are mine. They belong to I me. I was going to come do my shift at the co-op. <laughs> the Give me my free Victoria's Bra. Secret co-op. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. Also, Allen Ginsberg. No Mm -hmm. surprise there. Patricia Whalen, who later became a judge and a champion for representing women. And she also opened Vermont's first rape and crisis center. Wow. Lots of poets and authors. No one is surprised by that. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Also, Kenyon kind of mentioned all of these communes and farms had different names. And my favorite name was Total Loss Farm.
0: Total Wine Farm. (laughs) Total loss farm. I think that's total funny. Total loss.
2: Oops. Like, I don't know. Write it off. It's a total loss. Total well, loss. Well, it's just like you're not profit. You're not profit. You're just You're just maintaining. Mm.
3: There's total no profit. Loss. It's a total loss.
2: But total <laughs> loss farm was where one of the first same-sex marriages was held. Cool. Yeah, that's so cool. So it wasn't a total loss. wasn't a total <laughs> loss. So why did these communes eventually break up? Main reason cited in the Forbes article that I was referencing were the end of the Vietnam War, so to some it was like, okay, well, we don't really have anything to, we don't have a Protest real main reason. Not, yeah, there's a unifying society. force. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just go back to work. Mm-hmm. Also,
2: the women's movement. I think mm-hmm. women were like, we don't, we ruin, we don't everything. need any mm-hmm. of yeah, this. This isn't quite working for us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, there was an interesting um, note in there that there was, like, after kind of the the breakdown of communes, like, as a whole, there were a lot of just female-run households. Like, the women left with their children, mm-hmm. and they're just like, let's just get an apartment and move in together. And it wasn't, like, a commune. It was just, like, women supporting just a, women. Just designing women
1: designing women yep. designing women yeah
0: yeah <laughs> welcome to my home
1: <laughs> they just started a podcast <laughs> yep oh, no. um
2: also as we mentioned economic realities, specifically the oil embargo of 1974 and 75 which like affected everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also people just kind of grew up they're like well i have a college degree
0: Yeah, my back hurts. I don't want to be hoeing
2: every day. Money is fun. Yeah. (laughs) They want like kids and a house and a stable marriage and normal life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of the background of communes. But Jordan wanted me to cover a specific commune, a current day commune. Mm. So this exists. I'm putting a little asterisk on there. We'll get to it. In Custer County, Colorado, it's called the Tenacious Unicorn Ranch. Wow. Excellent name. Okay, yeah. It was founded in 2018 and, just like this podcast, was created in the aftermath of the 2016 presidential election.
1: I wanted to (laughs) flee society, too. Yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. Many of us did. Mm -hmm.
2: We essentially did. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We
2: fled with him. We went retreated inside.
0: inside. Yeah.
2: So Tenacious Unicorn Ranch was founded by Penny Logue, who now co-owns it with Bonnie Nelson and Jay Stanley. And this is from Wikipedia. The ranch aims to provide a safe place for transgender and non-binary people who have struggled to find housing, employment, or happiness. And or happiness. Speaking to the Socialist Rifle Association podcast, Logue said, quote, We really saw the writing on the wall with the way that rhetoric was changing so quickly, how nasty the ramp up to the election was, how damaging it was for queer people specifically. Mm -hmm. We didn't really think it was going to get any better. So we tried to start coming up with ways not only to save ourselves, but bring that kind of safety net to other queer people as well.
1: Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Logue and her girlfriends adopted a herd of alpaca. And moved to the ranch in Colorado. There are photos on the drive, which will oh, be on the blog. God. Oh my
1: god! It's just a queer ranch in Colorado the with alpacas. Alpaca? Stop it! That's yeah. so lovely. lovely. I know. <gasps> Give oh. me one.
2: The, I'm moving. I'm the moving. Picture of the little alpaca next to the like assault, right? Oh yeah, the anarchist flag. flag is so cute. Oh yeah. The- <laughs>
1: Guns are throwing me, but everything else is so
2: cute. We'll get to the guns. Okay. Okay, so, Logue had grown up on a farm and learned to farm from her grandfather, so she, like, super knew how to run a ranch. That's,
1: that's helpful. A mm-hmm. lot of them are missing that aspect right from mm-hmm. the get-go.
0: Right. This the is a functional. actual survival skills aspect. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. a functional. Go
2: sure. Yeah. And they're not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't categorize them necessarily as a commune because they do participate in capitalism and outside of their ranch itself. Mm -hmm. We'll get to more of this. Members of the Tenacious Unicorn Ranch are anarchists, leftists, and anti-fascists. The group primarily supports itself financially through selling yarn from their alpaca and working for neighboring ranches and also just doing like projects and jobs for people in their community. Mm Mm-hmm. Which makes this next part fucking egregious. Mm. Well, not this very next part. They have also raised money through online fundraising. (laughs) How dare they? (laughs) In addition to maintaining the ranch, the group has helped with community projects, including establishing a recycling program at the county landfill and starting a community garden. Oh. The Tenacious Unicorn Ranch also helps other queer collectives start similar projects. In July 2021, they were in the process of helping a group create an indigenous queer ranch in Arizona. Hmm. Logue said they intended to co-sign for the property and provide the group with a herd of alpacas. So
1: they could just get started. Get started. Oh, my God. Oh, that's really cute. Your starter pack. Your starter yeah. alpaca. Here's some pack-a-pack. land.
0: Here's a little pack of alpacas. Your pack-a-pack. Go out there and be queer. Yeah. This go is, hole.
2: the Go hole, Go out in the hole. This is from a 2021 Reuters article. In March of 2020, the operation moved just outside the small town of West Cliff, Colorado, in southern Colorado. The, the town is about 5,000 residents. That's important to note. So they arrived with 86 alpaca, 20 chickens, 40 ducks, several dogs and cats, and nine people. That's a good ratio. Those are good numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the ranch, gender is never assumed. Inhabitants are free to love who they love and be who they are. Rainbow and anti-fascist flags adorn the walls, including one featuring the three arrows of the World War II era German anti-Nazi anti-fascist Iron Front. Hmm. So they like Mm -hmm. know their shit. Mm -hmm. Co-owner Bonnie Nelson says, quote, I got here and I experienced a love and acceptance that I never did before. I had true family for the first time. Oh. On July 4th, 2020, Logan Nelson headed into town for coffee at their favorite spot. The Westcliff Independence Parade, like their 4th of July parade, had been canceled because of pandemic restrictions. Mm -hmm. Logan Nelson saw a steady stream of protesters, a number of whom were openly carrying guns. Mm -hmm. Some wore body armor. Amid American flags, one demonstrator carried a banner bearing the emblem of right-wing militia group, the Three Percenters. Mm-hmm. Um, another wore a shirt
0: that declared, it's okay to be white. There are a lot of left-leaning, like, protective groups that, at- well, not even left-leaning, leftist, that attend protests nationwide to protect protesters from heavily armed right-wing militias. Yeah, this is the world in which this isn't we what live. they were doing. They just happened no, they upon go coffee. No, I'm yeah. saying yeah. so if like I could see how this is leftist anarchist group out to get coffee is like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. there's all these right wing nut jobs yeah. just walking around with guns. Yeah. How are we gonna protect ourselves?
1: Next so I guess sentence. I could see how that would
0: explain the, the guns in the yep. alpaca photos is what I'm, what I'm getting to. Yeah. I had
1: a guy today tell me that he hates guns. He doesn't like guns. He comes from a country where guns are illegal, but I should get a gun. Yeah. Okay.
2: I have complicated feelings about guns in general. Mm-hmm. What I don't stand for is weapons of warfare mm-hmm. that yeah. can be given to whoever the fuck wants one. Mm-hmm. These are toys to make insecure people feel powerful, and mm-hmm. they have no business in our society.
1: And they're deadly, mm-hmm. and they're ter- they're terrorizing our whole society. Can't mm-hmm. go fucking anywhere. Can't go to mm-hmm. any, anywhere. Anytime I'm in a
2: place with a lot of people, that is a main anxiety point that I it's am bad. constantly thinking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Logue said that she was the grandchild of Armenian genocide survivors and grew up on stories that taught her to respond to, quote, anything that looks like fascism. So she wasn't just going to sit down and be like, ah, nut jobs. Let's just get back to our ranch. It's like, no, 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 got to address it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She wrote in a tweet that same day, quote, the Fourth of July parade in Westcliff was a Nazi propaganda parade. I've never been so unsettled. Mm -hmm. messages and calls expressed transphobic hatred and disdain for the ranchers uh, anti-fascism that's that's when these messages and threats Mm -hmm. began yeah
0: Mm -hmm. they were going to be an obvious target for these Mm -hmm. fucking Looney Tunes. In a town of
2: 5,000 in rural Colorado, deep, deep red. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In March, a volunteer escorted two armed men away at gunpoint after they were spotted climbing the hill toward the ranch house. Mm -hmm. That's fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The identity of the men is unknown. The ranchers talked about the hostility in media interviews, hoping increased attention would scare off harassers. They installed cameras, obtained body armor, and began to build a taller fence and stepped up their firearms training. This is just protection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't blame them. Nope. The ranchers have not reported any of the threats to the Custer County Sheriff's Department. The -hmm. ranchers said they declined to do so in part because they had seen Custer County Sheriff Shannon Byerly in a video speaking at a 2015 rally held near Westcliff on the anniversary of the founding of the right-wing Oath Keepers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they know that they're not there to protect them
2: and they're just gonna
1: cause shit.
0: Whose Mm -hmm. members
2: believe the federal government is encroaching on their rights and who try to recruit, among others, law enforcement officers. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. The amount of fucking law enforcement in these right-wing fucking neo-Nazi hate groups are... It's Mm -hmm. extremely high. It's extremely intentional. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Byerly denied supporting the Oath Keepers. Of course he did. Whatever. <laughs> Byerly said his deputies checked out media reports of threats against the ranch and found no evidence. Mm-hmm. He said ranchers were not contacted for the informal investigation because his deputies did not feel welcome at the ranch. Mm.
1: Hmm, wonder why?
2: Yeah. So we concluded
1: she must have been smoking and driving. <laughs>
2: So he referenced in this interview a, quote, confrontational exchange between armed ranchers and one of his deputies.
0: But eyes are rolling so hard. Through a Freedom
2: of Information Act request, they obtained the body camera image from this deputy Mm -hmm. and showed it to him. They showed that the rancher was unarmed when Mm -hmm. she greeted the deputy at the gate of the ranch and also offered... Contact information like, yes, we want to help and
1: solve this. Yeah, here's how you, we can work together. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just, you maybe don't just
0: show up. But yeah. yeah, here, if you want to get in touch, we can set up a time. And the cop yeah. was like, they greeted us armed to the teeth and we were afraid to bid. We got to exactly. down
2: and we're going to blow them to Sunday. So that's what oh. the sheriff thought. But then they showed him body camera image. Funny how like, if oh. he had
0: just reviewed the footage immediately, you would know.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well. But that, that was bullshit.
2: This is an NPR article also from 2021. Like I said, they had recently at this time put up a six foot fence around the 40 acre property. Logan Nelson carried handguns at all times, ton of cameras. One of the walls of their communal geodesic dome ranch house, love that, is Mm -hmm. stocked with various assault weapons. (laughs) Just a beautiful weapon bunker. In their geodesic dome ranch house. (laughs) Okay. Nelson Nelson says, quote, There is some degree where we want that militaristic perspective. All we want is to be left alone. Mm Mm-hmm. The Tenacious Unicorn Ranch has ignited a cultural flashpoint since relocating to Deep Red Custer County last year, meaning in 2020. A number of articles from regional and national news outlets have detailed allegations of the ranchers facing severe online threats, multiple instances of local harassment, and even armed trespassing on the property itself. Mm. Logue says she believes much of the local antagonism comes from conservative militia groups in the county. That she said have threatened the ranchers at Tenacious. Mm. Quote, look, we get made fun of all the time. That's not even interesting to us. Mm -hmm. It's when you come onto my property with firearms after threatening to burn down my house. That's different.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yet some, including readers of the unabashedly conservative Sangre de Cristo Sentinel, It's like their local paper Mm -hmm. say that the ranch is exaggerating its claims of persecution to bring in large amounts of cash through online fundraising efforts.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, the same bullshit was going down in Minneapolis during the uprising when people were like, listen, it's not members of the community that are like trying to light people's fucking houses on fire. There are definitely outside aggravators Ag- coming in and doing this and people were like no they're not you're fucking full of shit blah 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 and then it's like they're quietly being arrested one by one from not in the cities yeah as outside agitators umbrella man like, yeah did people they figure like, ah, out who that fucker was i don't even fucking know i don't think so that was so blatant it blew my mind it's just so fucking annoying when it's like no but for real like we have cameras like we could show you right like, what's going on? And people are like, no. Want, want evidence, now. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> I hate it. So
2: <laughs> this is from a letter to the editor published in that conservative paper under the name Lisa Frank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, she was yes. never. It's like a real resident or a resident was just like, ah, my fucking pen name is Lisa Frank. <laughs> it's a letter to the editor.
2: You can sign whatever name you want. They're Amazing. they're
0: sneaking in as gay icon Lisa Frank, and I'm yes. obsessed with it. Son
2: of a bitch. So <laughs> Lisa Frank from rural Custer County wrote, quote, long before the tenacious unicorns came to this valley, there were hardworking ranchers living humbly and quietly asking nothing from others. That doesn't even make sense. But media are making heroes out of people with their hands out to everyone in the name of oppression as if they are an abused population.
3: Yeah,
1: that Go sentence made no sense. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is all, sentence- these literally are hardworking ranchers. Correct. And they just want to be left alone. They yep. are literally quietly and humbly asking for nothing from others. For you they, to fuck off. They built a fence so you could fuck off. <laughs> to keep off. you out. Yeah. They I want to love, be
0: left alone. I love when dumb people are trying to sound smart and then write shit like this. Like, this is word also, salad. Why what do you
1: care if they're fundraising?
0: No, it, it doesn't make any difference. nothing to
1: do with you, Lisa Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're uh-huh. fundraising, don't donate. Fuck you,
0: Lisa Yeah.
1: It's their property. Right. Logue countered
2: that the unicorns have engaged in a number of community-focused projects in Westcliff. Like I said, the local recycling efforts to. To providing local handiwork to starting a community garden i'm dropping
0: How some lisa frank they? images on the drive for can they want.
1: just be quieter and humbler right and hard and harder, m- working. <laughs> harder working harder working oh there's a unicorn this is perfect all their volunteerism and their <laughs> farming their love they? for recycling <laughs> god damn it it's foul ruining this country <laughs> The unicorns have
2: tried to show their affection for the people of Custer County, says Logue, but it's just that a small group of people makes life difficult for the county's LGBTQ residents. Because it's not just the unicorns, there are queers everywhere, Mm -hmm. even in a town of Mm 5,000 that's super conservative.
1: Fucking be Nazis marching on the 4th of July for fucking hypocrites. Yeah. Quote, this county is
2: stuffed full of downright amazing people, and that has nothing to do with politics. We have a lot of friends who are conservatives, but we don't have any friends that are Nazis. Yeah. As for the assertion that their harassment claims are a fundraising ploy, Logue called it a straw man argument. Quote, mm-hmm. that's classic abuser speak to be like, oh, well, the problem is not the abuse. It's that they went public with the abuse. Mm hmm. Recent fundraising efforts have paid for their security upgrades and farming implements like their new tractor because they're hard. they ranchers. Mm-hmm.
1: It's also such projection. It's like it's uh, what creating false oppression in fundraising efforts is like. What conservatism is built upon,
0: literally, like that. And they're just the jealous that it's not working for them as well, yeah. and that this queer ranch is thriving. Like,
1: look at Trump. Like that's literally all he does mm-hmm. is play oppressed and fundraise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the worst part about Lisa
2: Frank's thing was like as if they are an oppressed community. Yeah. They fucking are. are. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. The ranch's goods and services, like their yarn has always brought in more income than it's fundraising, says Logue. And she thinks it's entirely appropriate to ask for online support to upgrade the ranch's facilities so members there feel more secure.
0: Absolutely. It's a fucking if we live in a capitalist society, people can give their fucking money to whoever the fuck they want. And it's the
2: unicorns' rights to shut their front gate and leave the world behind just like anyone fucking else. Like Lisa. And have their
0: fucking guns. I mean, yeah. that sucks. Like, I wish that we didn't need them on either side of the coin, but like Yeah. But the, if the, they're, all these co- fucking people conservatives are coming onto are just, their
2: property with right. these we- assault weapons. They're literally just using
0: the, the exact... episode
1: two of Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or episode three. But yes. Never. Yeah. 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 They're just using the same the strawberries. <laughs> oh I can't. I don't want to cry today, okay? The sun is out. Can we not? Okay.
2: <laughs> so, unfortunately, this was what my asterisk was about. As of March 2023, so last month, the ranch oh, has shit. been evicted from their former property and are currently without a permanent physical location. I can't find any more information about this. I just saw this at the bottom of their Wikipedia page. Hmm. They seem to have their shit locked down because I also tried to look for their Instagram, which was referenced. They used to have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, if you listeners know anything about where they're currently at and how we can help, support, give money to them,
1: mm-hmm. email
2: me and we will share it widely. I Wonder how they got evicted if they owned. Th- Maybe they didn't fully own the land. Maybe they didn't. I couldn't find anything about it. So right. I'm hoping Yikes. they're they've got bigger and better things in the works. And mm. yeah, I don't Maybe really know where they a transitional stand right
0: now. Period. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So.
2: Cool, kind of cool. Thank you, Jordan, for bringing that to our attention because that is, yeah, yeah wild. That's Fat my uh, that's my seg. Well done, Thanks. well done. Learned a lot. Kenyan's thirsty. We I'm better very take a break. Thirsty. I need to go get one. <laughs> I'm going to check my blood sugar. I'm going to eat my poke bowl. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I am a big researcher, as you guys know, Mm -hmm. and that passion for research doesn't stop when it comes to uh, my shopping, my purchases.
0: Or a titillating true crime story. Yeah,
1: it's all the same. Got to know what you're doing. So doing research before you buy means that you are making better and more informed choices, and this is especially important when it comes to stress or sleep products Mm. like CBD, CBD. A study by an independent lab confirmed that some brands of CBD contain up to 60% less CBD than they claim on the label, Boo. which basically you're just throwing your money away. Mm-hmm. But with NextEvo Naturals, you can trust you're getting the best of the best. As the most clinically studied CBD brand on the market, NextEvo takes research to the next level.
0: I love this product. I have been a staunch Evo user for the last, like, year or so, and I definitely use the kind of calming gummies, and then I use their nighttime sleep gummies, mm. and it is amazing. Mm. I really love the calming ones. I'll just have them in my purse during the day in case, you know, maybe things get a little bit hectic at the coffee shop, or I get really annoyed with somebody at the store. Or you're driving, period. Or I'm driving, and I just have to take a a little edge off, you know? But like, the nighttime ones, it helps you to fall asleep and then stay asleep, because they also use melatonin, so it literally connects to all of the things that I struggle with. Like, I have a hard time falling asleep. And then if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm up, you know. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. with these sleep gummies, I am not running into those issues anymore. So I'm telling you right now, upgrade to a CBD brand that takes quality as seriously as you take your overall health. Like Kenyon mentioned, you know, other products on the market—they're not giving you everything on the label. But Next Evo tests their product multiple times to ensure that you get a hundred percent of what is on their label. And only Next Evo uses SmartSorb CBD, which is proven to have thirty times better absorption in the first thirty minutes and four times the overall absorption as other products. So if you're looking to fall asleep in like a timely manner, don't you want something that's absorbing quickly and efficiently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Next Evo does its research as demonstrated, as Kenan mentioned, by four clinical trials. No other CBD brand even comes close.
1: So upgrade your CBD. Go to NextEvo.com forward slash gals to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot slash G-A-L-S to treat your
0: sleep and then everything. Treat it. What better way to celebrate spring, April, Earth Month Mm -hmm. than making sustainable choices and also getting some cute spring shoes and bags, switching up your look. Mm -hmm. It's just like a cute little fun way that you can enjoy this new warm weather. And Rothy's is here with some amazing, fun, seasonal styles. And with Rothy's shoes and bags, you can upgrade your wardrobe in a chic and sustainable way. Everything at Rothy's is sustainably made with their signature thread repurposed from single-use plastic bottles. It's like a miracle fabric. It's so comfy. I. It's sorcery. It's amazing. It
1: truly is comfort and style sorcery. Mm-hmm. I. My shoe rack is just becoming a Rothy's showroom. Yep. I have the point in multiple colors. I have the rounded toe in, mm-hmm. like, the cute red. The loafer? Get the out of here. The loafer. I have the sneaker. It feels Ugh. very french um, I have the I have bags. I use them as like my makeup bags, and then mm-hmm. when they get dirty, I just throw them in the washing machine. Yep. They they come out looking brand spanking new, people. Mm-hmm. They're also these shoes are so comfortable, and I have sensitive feet. Okay, Same. but I can wear these all day long, walking around, uh, bopping around, doing my thing, and literally every single time I wear my Rothy's out in public, I get compliments every time. At the dentist, at in line at the airport. I mean, oh. at the coffee shop. Someone is always. Are those Rothy's? Girl, mm-hmm. yes, they are yep. Rothy's, and they're so incredible. Why aren't you
0: wearing yours? <laughs>
1: So, um, Rothy's just have amazing quality and 45,000 five-star reviews and counting. Can't be wrong. Hello, Mm -hmm. we are two of those Mm 45,000. Rothy's original slip-on sneaker won Best Slip-On Sneaker from Self Magazine's 2022 Sneaker Awards.
0: Oh, the Oscars of sneakers. And like
1: I said, these are made to last, so all the styles are machine washable, so they keep looking great and smelling great all Mm -hmm. year long.
0: Seriously, it's a win-win. So for stylish and sustainable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com forward slash gals. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash gals. And treat your feet. Treat them. I mentioned
1: before that my case is... From India, but mm-hmm. still kind of part of that 60s craze of mm-hmm. communes. Mm-hmm. You guys are both eating. It's not nice.
0: <laughs> I have diabetes. You're fine. <laughs> I haven't eaten
1: yet today. You're, you. We both know that you're snacking now not because of the diabetes. I am
0: a 1,000% still snacking <laughs> because of the diabetes.
2: I'm mm.
0: not. My blood sugar <laughs> is just finally heading up. Mm. Proof, bitch. Mm-hmm. We don't need proof. Those numbers
1: mean nothing to me.
0: That could mean everything to me. The
1: volume on your Apple Music, for all I know, I don't know (laughs) what the fuck that is. No, it's finally going
2: up. Four (laughs) thirty-nine. I wish. I don't wish. That'd be terrible.
1: It's just a calculator. (laughs) Okay. Calculator. (laughs)
3: Okay.
1: Okay. So. It takes time, a long time, to reach Oroville on India's Coromandel coast. You have to fly from Delhi to Chennai, which is the capital city of Tamil Nadu, and then take a three-hour bus ride from Chennai to the quaint town of Pondicherry in, oh. the, in the Puducherry district. And I have been to all these places. Who's cool. in Pondicherry? Pondicherry it was like a French colonialist town. It's like this cute, quaint. Is that where Pi from Life of Pi was from in the book? Maybe. I don't know. Someone's from Pondicherry. Okay. Carry yeah. on. That fictional character. people are <laughs> from.
0: probably from Pondicherry. I'm pretty sure Pi was
1: from. It's a small-ish town I'm for I'm India. From. But yeah, it's near Chennai, which is a massive city. So then you can either wait for another bus or grab a ride on a rickshaw, and this will take you the final 20-minute stretch to Oroville, a.k.a. the City of Dawn.
0: Okay. Mm.
1: So Oroville's namesake was Sri Aurobindo. locker
2: ph- <laughs> I was right. Pies from Pondicherry. There you go. <laughs> so many connections to Pondicherry. Shakers. Mm. Furniture. Pondicherry.
0: What? I'm no. fucking... On it the today. word association is getting a little weird. Shakers, furniture, <laughs> punditry. <laughs> Hi.
1: Did I throw my medicine Renbogger. out the window? <laughs> is this a dream? Okay. So the namesake was Sri Aurobindo, a philosopher, yogi, poet, and Indian nationalist during the British colonial period. And he started the anti-colonialist "Go Home, British" campaign in Calcutta. Love can't that. blame him. <laughs> yeah, no, certainly can't blame him. No. <laughs> in 1908, after he was imprisoned for a year for sedition, Aurobindo fled to Pondicherry, which was a French colony at the time. So he was still in, it's still on the subcontinent of India, but it was outside of the British right jurisprudence at the time. <laughs>
0: So, what Nothing. jurisprudence
1: this is just a great word.
0: <laughs> the papier mash prudence.
1: There he converted from a political figure to a spiritual guru whose aim was to quote awaken the soul of India. Look, there are photos of this of this gentleman on the drive. Hmm. I don't think I need a photo. I know exactly what he looks like. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> so Sri Aurobindo's spiritual collaborator was a French woman named Mira Alfasa. She was born in Paris. Her parents were Turkish and Egyptian and Jewish. In later life, she would become known simply as the mother. <gasps> Madre. We don't really have time to go into a lot of detail about the mother's past. She led quite the life. But the salient facts are that following her second marriage to a French army officer slash politician slash philosopher, <laughs> which is, <laughs> sounds miserable, many have, being honest, <laughs> she traveled to Pondicherry and became acquainted with Sri Aurobindo. So she like. Is married to her second husband. She's traveling a lot. First, they go to like Japan. Like she's like jet setting around mm-hmm. in the early 1900s. It's Living very cool. her life. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes to Pondicherry and she meets this guru man. Mm-hmm. And she had long been interested in the occult and spiritualism and all that stuff. And she had kind of started her own little like spiritualist salons in Paris and was like, you know dipping her toes into these waters for a while. Sure. But then she meets this guru, and she instantly recognized him, even though she'd never met him before in her life, because she'd been having prophetic dreams about him for months slash years.
0: Hmm. Can she sounds like-, like
2: Rasputin.
0: A little bit. little butin. A little butin. Well, Putin. Well well
1: butin. So fast-forwarding a bit, it was actually... Her, the mother, Mira Alfasa, who founded the Sri Aurobindo ashram and established this town of Oroville, And this was all in the guru's honor. So he didn't start it himself. It's just uh, named after him. Okay. She gave him the cred, kind of. Kind of. Did he take the cred? No, there's not that much more about him. I mean, he was a lot older than her and he... Oh. N- I thought now, they fell in love, maybe. N- no. <laughs> now he gone from the story. Hmm. Later... Okay.
0: So a little bit rare there that we've got a female founded ashram. Yeah, yeah we got some Credonia vibes coming up here. A little mm-hmm. bit.
1: Don't get too excited. It's not okay. It's not. It's Credonia not that level.
0: interesting. There
1: are hundreds of pounds <laughs> of
0: beef and Coca-Cola in my future. <laughs> and
1: Yum. telecommunications via cups and plates. <laughs> oh, the I plates, miss
2: it. The plates and the Coca-Cola and like the fiery death it's the only thing I remember. It about was one of that. the
1: best cases ever. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I so early. Okay. We all did. <laughs> In 1965. We peaked with necrophilia, honestly.
0: <laughs> right out of the gate, peaked.
1: <laughs> the mother published an article called The Dream, where she imagined a place where no nation could claim it as its own property. Instead, it belonged to all of humanity. Okay. And then on February 28th, 1968, the city of Oroville was established in order to to contribute to the progress of humanity through popcorn. (laughs) Yum.
0: Yum. (laughs) Holy shit, I would sell all of my worldly possessions and join (laughs) that. I'm going to make Act
2: Two-ville <laughs>
0: because I
2: prefer Butter Lovers. Butter lovers. <laughs> the County and, of Butter Lovers. The, the, the County of... Okay. I would join that. In the District of Butter Lovers. The Butter mm. Lovers Ashram. <laughs> Founded
1: in honor of Butter Lovers. Indeed. <laughs> of Orville. <laughs> So this is gonna belong to all of humanity. Progress of humanity. Blah blah blah. blah, blah Bringing blah. people together. <laughs> aspiration for a better world. Okay. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> So, I tried to like read yada yada yada,
0: <laughs> bada bang, bada boom. Aspiration for a better world, blah blah blah. Okay. okay, I tried
1: to read her prophetic dreams, and it was all just that kind of nonsense. No, uh, just word salad. Yeah, word salad about like a better future and coming together and universalism blah, 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 and blah, blah, humanity. Blah. And I can't do it. <laughs>
3: so. <laughs>
2: too optimistic. It's ridiculous. I don't have it in can't. me. Grow no. up. Back to the sparkling Grow music. up. <laughs> Grow up is my new favorite comeback.
1: <laughs> Grow up. I say it to anything. It rarely makes sense. Mine is. It never I applies. I saw, a, it was a tweet. It was somebody, I, I didn't not come up with this, but somebody <laughs> on Twitter called somebody an absolute grape. <laughs> That sounds so British. Wow. You are an absolute grape. Oh just, my god. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking grape. You fucking grape.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. That's so stupid. you I utter love. grape. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: You're a straight up grape right now.
1: Oh, my God. So Alfa's first message about Oroville goes as follows, quote, Oroville wants to be a universal town where men and women of all countries are able to live in peace and progressive harmony above all creeds, all politics and all nationalities. The purpose of Oroville is to realize human unity. Which like it's giving like we work documentary, but like (laughs) fine (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Totally.
2: It really fucking is.
1: You can totally, totally apply
2: for this credit card. You'll totally get approved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the mother then went on to write uh, her four-point charter for integral living, and they are as follows: Oroville belongs to nobody in particular. Oroville belongs to humanity as a whole. But to live in Oroville, one must be the willing servitor of the divine consciousness.
0: Ugh. Okay, I'm out. I don't yeah. want
1: that. <laughs> Oroville will be the place of an unending education of constant Ugh. progress
0: Ugh. and a youth Exhausting. that
1: never ages. I'm already constant tired. Constant progress, nah. no break. <laughs> no break. What I'm hearing is a lot of I'm hearing a lot of work and I need a little bit of fun. <laughs> You're here, I need you here. <laughs> You're out hoeing. And I need you to Go whole.
0: Go. Whole. I, there's not a lot of room for skincare in this. Mm. I have a very in-depth routine. I have a 10-step regimen.
1: Mm-hmm. Oroville wants to be the bridge between the past and the future. That's just called the present, baby. Taking advantage <laughs> of all discoveries. Surprise, from- you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Try to escape it. You can't. <laughs> uh, taking advantage of all discoveries from without and from within, Oroville will boldly spring towards future realizations. I thought you wanted to be in the present. Now you're springing towards the future. You're all That's over the much. place, lady. Fucking pick one. Pick a lane.
0: <laughs> pick a struggle, gravel.
1: Pick a tense. Oroville will be a site of material and spiritual research For a living embodiment of actual human unity Okay It's like a weird mission statement I don't like it
0: It's a run-on sentence and I'm not a fan Editorialized There's a lot on the website of this type of shit Yikes And nothing specific No Very hard to nail down Word Mm. salad is how these places thrive I'm Mm -hmm. telling you Yeah So in many ways, Oroville
1: has lived up to some of its word salad founding principles. It did function as a sort of universal township. So delegates representing 124 nationalities attended an inauguration ceremony for Oroville. That's a lot. It Mm -hmm. is a lot. With youth from each country bringing a fistful of soil from their respective countries to fill and urn. Okay, and, like, but the cross-contamination. Not good for bacteria. Yeah. This I is mean, the too super slope. Good for, You don't want to be bringing soil from one country to another. Mm. It's no. not good.
0: It's like zebra mussels. it's muscles. illegal. So you got to make sure that shit's off your boat before you take it from one lake mm. to another. Okay, As- it's invasive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Get all the seaweed off your
2: motor. Cal. Mm-hmm. Your propeller, your prop. Your rudder. There your prop. Go. The carelessness, you know? It's
0: the it's the carelessness.
2: Also, I'm picturing this urn to be like, you know, when you go to the state fair and like you can fill a glass thing with like different colored sand yes. and like use the stick to like make patterns. Yes. Lelly Blord had so many
0: of those. <laughs> and so yeah. many wax hands. Wax
1: yes! hands. I was mm-hmm. so jealous. I never had... I was never given the allowance money to afford such luxuries. I can smell her room. Me too. And it
0: smells like plastic. Incense. Mm -hmm. And incense.
1: The community's charter was written in French and emblazoned on the urn. Mm. The
0: Grecian urn.
1: UNESCO has actually protected the township since 1968, and the Indian government donates $200,000 a year towards its upkeep, which I found pretty astounding. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just because of the tourist value of it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like a lot of foreigners live there, so they don't want it to be like
0: a shithole. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. So bad, all this- bad
1: for marketing. <laughs> yeah. all this sounds okay. You're probably asking yourself, where do I sign up? But uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> some there some people are probably into it. Fair yeah, right. But what is it like to live there day-to-day? Well, first and foremost, community is the most important factor. Anyone and everyone is welcome in Oroville as long as they can pay their own way. Mm. <laughs> no handouts. As long as you're not poor or, you know, destitute. Mm-hmm. It is encouraged for people to learn the Tamil language so that they can facilitate a friendly relationship with local residents. They don't want it to just become like a, you know, English-speaking, like Euro Disney. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good yeah. rule. That's good. Mm-hmm. Orovillians are actually encouraged to learn four languages: English, French, Tamil, and simple Sanskrit for like reading purposes. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're also expected to follow Indian laws and regulations. So it's not a sovereign citizen's situation. Like, even though in the charter, it's all like, this belongs to nowhere and everywhere. I'm traveling.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, no.
1: (laughs) The Indian government gives us money. So we are going to follow your laws. Mostly. Alcohol and drugs are not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. I'm out. According to most residents, that is a rule that is not usually followed. Mm Ha (laughs) ha, cheeky. (laughs) Meaningful work is the second key aspect of the commune. Residents are expected to contribute to the town either through work or ding, 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 by relinquishing a substantial part of their income or property. Knew it. There it is. Mm hmm. There she blows. There she blows. Residents with means are also expected to give regular monetary donations. So more on this later, but Tithing. Yes. yeah. Of course, the goal of Oroville is to eventually become a cashless economy. So they don't want. It's very Nan. It's Pierce. not forever. It's just to get us started. Yeah, it's very what Nan Pierce. Like all oh, this disgusting money, I hate thinking about it and talking mm-hmm. about it. And really, we ideally we just wouldn't have, have any money. Who's Nan Pierce from Succession?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, Nan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Sunday's episode? Okay. I'm
0: almost <gasps> caught up. I'm just finishing season three right now. Kenyon, I'll call you later. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: my
0: god. Okay. Yeah. Get
1: buckle up, sis. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm scared. <laughs> you should be.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> it, they want to become cashless, of course. But in the meantime, give us all your cash, right? And property. <laughs> we can't do it right now. But yeah. like later, we mm. can do that later. And also, while giving us all your money and cash and regular donations, you still are expected to be self-sufficient sure. and learn four sure, plus sure, languages, sure, sure, sure. and learn four languages, and go to meetings and classes and probably pay for those classes, too. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then that money will go to a general fund, literally just a slush fund, and we will get to it because nobody knows where the fuck that goes or who even controls it. Uh, cool. Okay.
0: <laughs> just so, money going into the ether.
1: So unlike many other communes or cults, uh, joining Oroville takes time, and there's even- A waiting list? No. Yeah, are you? Is the idea to be there for the rest of your life, or is it like a health retreat? (laughs) No, it's it's a way of being. It's to live there and to like own property there and be there. So the
2: waiting list opens up upon someone's death.
1: Yeah, or or like if they grow it. Yeah. So we will get to the waiting list a little bit. But the website says that postulants. I used that word because I just watched The Sound of Music,
0: <laughs> must We visit. saw the videos. <laughs>
1: Kenyon and I
2: both got Friedrich on that fucking BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who'd you get, Amanda? I got
0: the youngest Brent boy. Oh, oh yeah, oh, you're Kurt. such a Kurt. You are a Kurt. Oh, I don't know and where I am. Courtney is such a Brigitte.
2: Oh, yeah. It blows my mind.
1: <laughs> She really is. She looks like her. I mean, I'm a baroness, but if I had to be a child. The quiz was about the children. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I love that the questions were like, what's your
2: favorite musical note? Do, re, bi, fa, so, la, ti? (laughs) (laughs) How would you prank your nanny? (laughs) Yeah. A lot of
0: nanny questions. What would you
2: do during a thunderstorm? Check on your nanny? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, very in-depth okay. quiz I love that how many pairs of later are made out of curtains do you own mm. <laughs> shockingly more than one or more than zero okay so the website says that postulants must visit the town several times before deciding to go on their journey to join mm-hmm. so you can't just like have an eat pray love Midlife no, crisis. You have to show, show your up.
0: commitment to Sparkle yeah. Motion.
1: Correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there are different ways to become a resident. The most straightforward way is to go through the newcomer
0: process. Ooh! It so f- only costs five million dollars right. to join, mm-hmm. and it's a fast track training program. It's mm-hmm. management training. Mm-hmm. You'll get all of your debt
1: relieved instantly. Yep.
0: Basic. Oh, no. There
1: aren't a ton of details, so it's a lot. I bet. You're going to have to make a lot of inferences. (sighs) (laughs) But what I have gleaned, first you have to visit, again, ideally more than once, but mandatory at least one documented trip to the town before you can even apply to the newcomer process. Okay. Or the waiting list. Well, the waiting list, you're not even close to getting on the waiting list.
0: Oh, This oh, is like a waiting okay. list checklist for yeah. the waiting list. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yikes.
1: Once accepted, so you visit several times, you document the those visits, then you apply to apply. Once you're accepted to the application process, it's for a probationary period and the applicant must find two existing members to agree to serve as their mentors and to write letters of recommendation for them.
0: I'm out. This is way too much fucking work. Oh, it's horrible. Newcomers oh, I was out in her first paragraph. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Newcomers spend their probationary period either as guests in another resident's house, but not their mentor's house, or in a special house for new people like a dorm kind of. Okay. Throughout this period, the newcomer will have regular meetings with their mentors, attend a class called the Aspiration Program for a fee. Mm-hmm. And meet for with a fee. for a fee. <laughs> And meet with an applica- the application board. Okay. If you pass this level, then you are accepted as a full-fledged newcomer. Aha! Uh-huh. And retain that status for the next twelve to eighteen months. Okay. So, so like, you're
2: still not a a, a villager. You're, you're not, still, a not, not a yet. resident.
1: Yeah, a resident. Sorry. Not resident. I said villager. You know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Animal you're, Crossing. You're still I not on your own Animal Crossing Island. Mm-hmm. I you're had still- the best shooting star
2: situation last <gasps> night. Nice. You just Constant. raked. Constant. Raked it in. There's Good a limit of 10. Did you know this? What? There's a limit of 10. Star oh, I've
0: wasted a lot of time getting shooting stars I that know. I can't even use. Great. I cool. I know. Thanks. Whatever, Kenyon. Whatever. <laughs> Kenyon. <laughs>
1: patiently waiting for us to be fucking done. I was dissociating for a moment. It was actually lovely.
0: You're welcome. We can um, keep going.
1: That was like the <laughs> longest break I've had in a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're thriving. Go, no, go on. No,
2: we're good. I have cockroaches too. Oh, and I forgot yeah.
0: how to get rid oh, of them. Oh, not you, in real You life. just walk okay. over no, in my house. them. You just walk over them. <laughs> you just have to literally run over them. Kenyon said, house. Oh, I thought you had been in real life. And I said, No, in my house.
2: <laughs> but you have to do them,
0: and they're in every room. You have to go in every room in I your know. house and walk over them.
2: I know. I
1: Spend scared Alice
2: away. away. She wouldn't even come in.
1: Wow. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you also have to set up a job and a place to live during this period in this fucking town. But like you have to, like, find a job. You have to live life. Like in society with all the like responsibilities of society and none of the benefits of it. And then all of the responsibility of an ashram and none of the benefits of it. Cool, 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 cool. To show your commitment to to Sparkle Motion. Mm -hmm. That sucks. In the past, people (laughs) were given a pick of a new house in the town at this stage. Kind of like The Last of Us, whatever. Where Mm -hmm. they just like show up and they're like, here, here's your gorgeous Colorado Log cabin,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But after 2021, everyone became responsible for buying their own houses in the town. Okay, this is because Oroville is facing a housing crisis. Stop. <laughs> You'd think that they could really <sighs> easily control that.
3: Mm.
0: I mean, if they had actually built a system of communal living and they- not just like really layered complex capitalism. In this, like, weird communal membership program. But they it's like, have full control. like the control. Costco. I know, but they they're doing it to make money. have full control as to who
2: comes in.
0: Well, sure, but if they are just trying to make a bunch of fucking profit, that they're going to, like, way under-promise, over, or over-promise, under-deliver, mm-hmm. and that creates a housing crisis. Yeah, they need more people to join. Yeah. Because they need that It's kind of like an MLM. Like, they need the income to survive. It's totally an MLM. But then it falls the fucking part because... This happens.
1: Yeah, it's like a timeshare basically, mm-hmm. where like they've sold out. They've like promised yeah a lot of two week vacations, but they mm-hmm. only have rooms for a lot of weekend. Yeah, and stays. The, this this reminds mm-hmm. me of
0: the fucking fundamentalist fundy fuckery that we did, where they made yeah. this like. Theme this Christian theme park with like one decent hotel, and then sold a yep. bagillion memberships <laughs> yeah. at thousands of dollars, and then couldn't actually let them use any of their membership perks because they had no room. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yep. And then they got super sued. <laughs> Soup sued. <laughs> so the
1: town currently has about 2,500 residents from 38 different countries, but the waiting list to become a resident just keeps getting longer and longer due to the housing shortage.
0: Well, we are also such suckers for like exclusivity. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. like they we should be taking it's one on look purpose. at this and going, "This is stupid." There's mm-hmm. this is bullshit. And I bet It'll- you there
2: are really rich people who want to get in there who are like, "Hey, I'll give you." Five hundred
0: grand to just shoot me to the top. To the top, yeah. The corruption, babe. Yep.
1: And I guess, like, if you want to live on an ashram that still kind of allows booze and private property, then this one sounds fairly chill. Yeah, yeah.
0: You want to be highly enlightened, but like under the capitalist structure that you are accustomed to. Here you go. (laughs) And like an area that's quaint because it was a colonial. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They fucking. Like genocided the original peoples out of that Mm -hmm. area. There's a reason it looks
1: like a quaint Swiss ski village in Mm -hmm. India.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. It's
1: not great. It's not fucking great. Until you hear about the crime stats for this supposed utopian commune. Good Mm -hmm. Lord. So, in fact, it is so dangerous in and around Oroville that visitors are told not to leave their homes after
0: dark. Or you'll get popcorn. Is it God? We keep going back to popcorn. Yeah, every time she says Orville, I'm sent. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Renbacher. So this isn't like a.
1: I pictured it as like a like a fenced in community. Like, a fences are against their philosophy.
3: Mm. Oh. It is a
1: town, and there are entrances to the town, but it's not like one big fence. It's not pr- protected from. The outside Outsiders. There's like space. Yeah. But
2: it's not like guarded or walled. Nothing's preventing thieves
0: from coming in. Right. It's say. remote. It's not yeah. walled. Okay. Correct. Got it.
1: And it's not even that remote. Yeah. It's like right. 20 nothing in minutes India is that remote. Right. <laughs> in an interview with Foreign Press, one resident admitted Quote, when you start to scratch the surface in Oroville, it's a lot more ugly from the outside. You start to see all the problems here, and it's deeply layered. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest threats to residents is, of course, sexual harassment and sexual violence. Mm -hmm. Fences, like I said, are antithetical to the town's universalist principles, and there are 32 entrances, so outsiders looking to target people can... Easily Get it in a come million and go. Way. 32 yeah.
0: ways, to be exact. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and go pretty much undetected. And women in particular have been attacked at night and continue to be vulnerable to harassment from both residents and non-residents. Great. But the attacks aren't limited to the nighttime. There have been several documented cases of rape, some of which occurred in broad daylight. Dang. Jesus. In 2011, an American woman staying in a private co- private cottage on the property in the Sedhana forests was attacked and raped while she was jogging. Wolf. In 2019, a 15 year old student. And I also read in some places that they were a 19 year old student. So I don't know. A teenage student mm-hmm. was drugged and raped by her former boyfriend and two of his friends and basically, the the rapist ex was, like, angry that she had ended their relationship at the direction of her parents. Mm-hmm. And he told her to meet him at his friend's house or, quote, there would be dire consequences. Cool. And then this dude and his friends laced her drink with sedatives and, ex- and ses- sexually assaulted her. Oh, my Great. God. So, Oroville police arrested Christ. those men. I don't know what happened. The rest of the, like... uh Procedure, but sure. the utopia is also rife with child abuse, mm. as many communes are. If we're being yeah. real, right? Mm-hmm. I should have put that on. I my mean, list. just
0: labor alone.
1: Well, it's just yeah, it's exploitation of Mm -hmm. all
2: kinds. Mm -hmm. It's
1: beyond the labor. It's also like, why would a wealthy foreigner want to flee to rural India? Right, right. Mayhaps, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Wealthy
2: foreigners in less wealthy countries Mm -hmm. who are just looking for children. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So there's actually a short documentary called BBC exposes dark secrets of Oroville colon, pedophilia and child abuse. little Ooh. on the nose, but it's Ooh, fine. It is a little.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the heavy hand in this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which <laughs> describes Oroville as a place where rich foreigners live in a utopia, but the villages around the town live in abject poverty, and the children in those villages have been repeatedly exploited and abused by residents. Mm-hmm the vast difference in wealth between Oroville and the surrounding villages had led has led to a lot of conflict so villagers allege that people in the town are using like their like charity schools that they've set up to abuse children basically mm-hmm. like the rich foreigners come in and they're like I want to help the children of India let's set up a school and I'm gonna teach and I'm also gonna be around these children every day mm-hmm.
2: help meaning access yeah. Right. Right. That's so fucking gross.
1: Meanwhile, Orovilleans say that resentment has led to people making false allegations against them. So I don't know. I tend to believe the villagers. But there are reports of people who have been convicted of child abuse in other countries who have then moved to Oroville to continue to commit crimes. And Lucy and I, when we taught English in China, I feel like there was a lot of this happening kind of under the table. It was like, there were a lot of people like us who were just like young and wanted Mm -hmm. to travel and didn't like know what they wanted to do with their lives yet who were Mm -hmm. in the program. Mm -hmm. And then there'd be like, these random, like, 52-year-old men. Ooh, like, old what are you men. doing here, sir? And yeah. then, like, two months later, they'd be dating, like, an 18-year-old no. Chinese kid. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Ooh, there were no.
1: more than a couple of those.
0: Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Or, like,
1: oh, now I have this girlfriend, and she's 19, and, and yeah. I'm 64. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, it was just really
2: apparent to us anyway, but there... Uh, there was something about the way that they handled it culturally over there. What was just like, yeah, you're you're cute and young. You find whatever white Westerner you can and just hang on mm-hmm. to them. So well, it was like a weird it was it was a weird dynamic to the point where you couldn't, I don't know. it was
1: it was icky. yeah, it was icky. in two thousand and four, a resident, so he had gone through the whole process. he'd been in Oroville for almost a decade. This man named Didier Keene was expelled from Oroville after people became suspicious about his behavior around children. But again, it took them like almost a decade to like. Yeah.
0: So damage had very much yeah. been done Jesus at that Christ. point. Jesus Christ. The he abusers moved...
1: probably moved on by then mm-hmm. if they're targeting little kids. Well, he just kept getting fresh village children to.
2: Oh, I thought it was one. specific. Okay. That makes a lot more sense.
1: So he had moved to Oroville in 1995 and had been working with children there for years before mm-hmm. he was kicked out. So I don't know what the final, like, thing was. He probably pissed off
2: the wrong person who finally decided to do something about probably. it. Probably. Sure. Or,
1: or they just started to get foreign press attention and they were like, oh, we actually got to do something about Didier. Yeah, because it's
0: going to fuck up our bottom line. Diddling so
1: Didier. Oh, Ew. Jesus
0: Christ. But
1: they definitely knew. People How can you not about know? Stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't know, but a lot of times, you know, Mm -hmm. in this specific situation and context, like a
0: trafficking situation, almost like they knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah.
1: So the BBC reporter in this documentary stated that she herself saw white men who lived in Oroville picking up young Indian boys on the beach and taking them into beach huts just a few yards away for like. No amounts of time, and then like going back to their home in Oroville.
0: Oh God! Oh, that's so fucked up.
1: So Oroville filed an official complaint against the BBC after this documentary aired. uh claiming, How dare you
0: expose us for what is happening here? Yeah, claiming <laughs> for what we're actively doing.
1: Ugh! They claimed that it was biased and untrue. But after an investigation, the UK's Office of Communications did not uphold their complaint. So they mm-hmm. lost and the BBC won. Well,
0: yes. and it's like, we have it on camera. Yeah. Like, we filmed this And happening. you did kick out this guy.
1: Yeah. So why did so, you kick him out? Right. Good luck. We talked about the scams a little bit, uh, the money, so Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be cashless, but it's definitely not, and new residents have to pay for themselves and their expenses and be able to contribute to the central fund and buy their own property.
0: Wow, the HOA fees here are insane. Yeah. (laughs) God. One resident
1: quote, I paid roughly $48,000 to the housing committee as a mandatory donation for my house five years ago so they're buying they're they're buying property yeah. but they're not really buying property right they're just not calling it that
0: yeah yeah they're like they're making sizable contributions quote-unquote donations for the to right
1: s- to like live in a property they don't it's not like they spot, own it yeah. it's not
0: like they can sell it later right.
1: yeah there's no return you know? on
0: investment in yeah. that way
1: later i found a photo of the house in an architecture magazine and i saw it had been sold for twenty thousand dollars I don't know where that money went. I don't know who controls the funds, end quote. That's always good. Oh my God. <laughs> Oroville gets its money from a few different places. Donations, the Indian government, and private donors and visitors. And popcorn sales. Popcorn is a big one. <laughs> so there's no government per se in sure. Oroville. It's just a bunch of different committees that are all self-formed, Great. Like the residents are like, we need a housing committee. And these committees are very loosely run. So there are housing committees. There's a women's safety task force. Because oh, good. Fucking of course. Oh, mm-hmm. I take that super seriously. Yeah. <laughs> there's an entry committee. There's a funds and assets management committee, but they're not actually like they don't have any like standing to actually control the funds. I thought you said
0: funds like (laughs) F-U-N-S funds. I "I would join that committee. (laughs) Amanda wants to start the funds committee. I'm the chair of the funds committee.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And the government of India employs a permanent secretary of Oroville and this person is kind of like an ambassador or basically just like to keep an eye on things and make sure it doesn't go completely off the rails they're a Mm -hmm. pr manager yeah but when like these foreign reporters from like slate or the bbc or whatever tried to meet with this person they were told repeatedly that he was unavailable and then also like
0: super busy forever i don't know what to tell you yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and also the same with all the committees so like nobody would no. there's no government and the like de facto government won't meet with anybody they're working so hard
0: They yeah. literally don't have time to talk
1: to We you. don't have time for transparency. No, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. that's how hard we're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, and what would it be without a little dash of murder? Oh, thank God. So in 2000, this is actually like like these are very scary. Uh,
2: yeah, it's cool. all fucking scary. It's so sketch.
1: So in 2009, a French man was murdered in his home at Oroville. His killers broke in, threw chili powder in his eyes. No, ow, no. then hacked him to death with sharp objects.
0: Okay, what sharp objects? I don't know. Bye. Implements. Oh my God, it's been super fun. Vase. I don't know. I'm speculating. Oh, popcorn is not worth it.
1: No, No, it's not. But like (laughs) this is going to happen if you have a bunch of like seemingly rich people. Oh, of course. In one concentrated area and then you're living next to just abject poverty. Oh, absolutely. And then you're exploiting the children of the people in the surrounding area. Correct. This is inevitable. Yeah, it's a a fucking powder keg. Mm -hmm. Oh, sad. Gross. in 2010 there was a bloody murder where a local villager was decapitated by gang members from the area and then the head was dumped inside oroville's town hall building and that
0: is so dramatic right and i'm not saying i love it because that's fucking horrific sends a but message. also holy shit the the watch head in a bed seriously
1: yeah yeah wow. that's heavy Another time, a Dutch man named Siddo was killed by surrounding villagers who tried to rob him. Siddo had been an outspoken advocate for increasing Oroville's safety protocols, mm-hmm. ironically. Jesus. And like today, they do employ local security guards, but people are still strongly encouraged to stay indoors at all times at night. Cool. Was he killed at night? Yeah. But like... Why would you want... I just don't know why you'd want to live there. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, the most recent article that I found was in The Guardian, and it was about how Oroville is being split... Because there's a fight over development in the town. So basically Oroville is just like this microcosm of like everything that's wrong in broader society. Sure. Condense like, to one, condensed into one like twenty square mile shortage. radius. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. H-O-A. Capitalism, Murder. HOAs, like non-transparency in government, violent crime, sexual harassment and rape, trafficking like, children, like, exploitation, and other people. inequality, like it's they got it all. Yeah. They
2: really do. This it's a little has bit has of everything. everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Illicit drugs, And now there's, you know, sectarianism. it's so, uh, <laughs> Peppered in. Secretariat. <laughs> the horse? <laughs> 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 horse fights.
2: <laughs> horse fights. Another universal problem. <laughs> they got horse fights. Nobody talks about horse
0: fighting. <laughs> we long, are here
1: the long horse legs, the the hooves. Horse We are here to shed just
0: light each other on the serious <laughs> issue of horse fighting.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> so at this point in 2022 there are around 3500 people living in Oroville, but again I saw in 2021 Holy that there were sh- 2500. So that's a lot of growth if yeah. those numbers are true.
2: That's just a lot yes a lot of people who are or saps. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> or fucking sickos who want to be here intentionally to like. A lot of people children. who are either yeah.
1: dumb, trapped, or have bad fucking intentions. Fucking criminals. Yeah. When we went to Madagascar, it was so fucking depressing because like literally every other foreigner that was there that we happened to see was there for like sex trafficking purposes.
0: Jesus Christ, it was
1: horrible. I heard Ugh. that there was a recent. I listened to a this
2: American Life, and there's like a recent trend in older women traveling to Africa just mm. to fuck African guys.
0: Correct. Yep. that's like not that's not not new, that but new. Yeah. But yeah,
2: I'd never heard of that. Like, that's- but a lot of co- a lot of countries don't grant visas to single.
0: Right. Western sexual women. tourism and the like commodification and fucking. You uh, usually
2: think about it, think of it the other way around. I though. think in,
1: in terms of gross numbers, it is the other way around, but, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's so sensational and it is a growing and troubling trend of yeah. women also doing it. Mm-hmm. And women can abuse children everywhere too. Like, yes, of absolutely. course. It's yeah. just not. I, it was surprising
2: to me because it's not really. And Talk the context in which it was presented was like, it was, the story was about a, a a African man. I cannot remember what country that it was based in, but um, he was f- looking for a, a Western woman to like be his sugar mm-hmm. mama and he like fell in love with her and then she wanted to come over to see him, but she couldn't get a visa because of this mm-hmm. reason. So it was like a legitimate, quasi legitimate thing, but. He was all about the age gap. gap. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was all about
2: it, which is sort of, I think, I don't know. This is, it's, I don't know. It struck me. It was weird. It's complicated.
1: So there's this new secretary, this new, like, ambassador from the Indian government to Oroville. And they have made moves to develop around the town. And so some people in the community see this push uh, as, like, ignoring the mother's original charter and going against the principles. And she's not still alive, is she? To see all this Mm -hmm. stuff. The mother left her body on November 17th, 1973. Mm. (sighs) (sighs) She left her earthly body.
0: God's later. Later. (laughs) So later. It's
1: also like complicated because it was named after this indian nationalist and now there's like a hindu nationalist government in india so they're like do we promote it do we not promote it it's complicated Mm. and then there are like some members of the town who are like this is progress and this is part of the charter and we want to expand and we need to get younger people involved and and get people housing so that they want to come here Mm -hmm. and then there have been like demolitions by the government and people are getting manhandled and it's uh it's a fucking hot mess it does not sound like a fun time
0: great
1: so that's oroville
0: wow red if
1: you want to have a job and buy property and also have no rights not buy uh, You're I'm fine. good, <laughs> and get assaulted and not leave you and have a curfew essentially. And... I'm
2: okay. There's a yeah. reason why utopia is a fantasy. Because mm-hmm. humans are the worst. Mm. We as a species
1: cannot have nice things. Can't <laughs> can't do it. Pretty much no. So that's my case. Wow! Wild. Wow. Well done. Yeah,
2: it's going to be crazy when humans start inhabiting like other planets. And there's this shit like on Mars like from the beginning.
1: Yeah. Well, the people that are going to get to Mars first are like the Elon fucking Musk. The rich people who are going to make make fucking bullshit from
0: the beginning. We'll Mm -hmm. be long dead. We'll be long dead. Thank God. I don't know. I do. It's going to happen we in are our not, lifetime. No, it's not. I'm not, we not going are not to Mars. Gonna see. No, we're not going to see any kind of inha- colonization Even of Mars in our lifetime. Even if it starts in our lifetime, in our lifetime it won't we're not gonna affect see it. us. No. Nope.
2: No, but nope. I think we'll see that shit and we will weep.
0: We'll be dead. Anyway, uh, well <laughs> done. Should we hear a word from our sponsor? I got to go Let's make popcorn it. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you all know that I have tried everything, literally everything, to get silky, strong, healthy hair. And when I say everything, I mean basically pouring salad dressing on it, literally purchasing it and adding it to my scalp. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there's no shortage of egg and mayonnaise and avocado concoctions that I have whipped up over the course of my lifetime. And guess what? It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. So if you are tired of those ineffective hair treatments and are hungry to try something that actually works and doesn't just like taste delicious that doesn't it drips turn your into bathroom your mouth, into your kitchen yeah
1: give Vegamore a try like I did Vegamore has transformed all of our hair Mm-hmm. And I love their clean and vegan approach to hair health. They use smart botanicals that promote visibly thicker, fuller, longer looking hair. I've been dealing with some postpartum hair loss, but I literally was with a girlfriend the other day and she also is postpartum and she looked at my head and she was like, How come you don't have all the postpartum hair breakage? Yeah. Where, where are your little baby wispy hairs? And I your was Your hair like, is thriving. My hair is thriving. Thanks to Vegamore. So with help from Vegamore, you can get healthy, beautiful looking hair without the use of harmful chemicals. All of their products are cruelty free and never contain potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. Mm. And Vegamore has something for everyone looking to improve their hair health. The Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit works together to create visibly thicker hair and improve hair from the roots. I've got Zach on the Vegamore hair train now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You just massage that shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds and then follow up with conditioner on lengths and ends. It's as simple as that. Vegamore become my go-to shampoo and conditioner, and it is a game changer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I use that Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner, and I also love the, like, Grow Serum for my scalp. I just, like, treat mm-hmm. myself to a little mini spa moment every time I'm in my shower, and it is just perfect. Continually improving my hair health. It's so easy. I also it's love just, their packaging. Their Everything packaging is so like gorgeous. Beautiful. And like, it's a system that you already know how to use. It's just changing up your shampoo and your conditioner to something that's actually going to work. It's not going to make you jump through all these hoops to improve your hair health. It's real easy to make the switch. And with Vegamore, there is no risk when trying because they have a 90 day money back guarantee. But with 91% of customers saying they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months. You won't want to run out. You got this. So give your hair exactly what it's been craving with Vegamore. Go to Vegamore.com slash gals and use that code gals to save 20% on your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash gals. Code gals to save 20% at Vegamore.com slash gals and treat your hair. Treat it. So...
1: I recently gifted a skylight frame to Sonia's great grandmother, oh, Grandma Lynn, Grandma Lynn oh. the, the, the OG, the queen. And mm-hmm. she loves it so much because she, you know, can just take a look over in the corner and then she sees new photos almost every day of her grandkids and great-grandchildren mm-hmm. And they just appear in seconds and it's such a special way for us to stay connected even though we live far apart.
0: I love that so much. Like the Skylight Digital Photo Frame is just such a sweet and meaningful gift. And, you know, like you said, it just keeps you updated with family and gives you a new way to stay in touch with people that you love and... Gift buying is hard. Like, it's not always easy to figure out what people want. And this is so easy and fun to use. Even if you're not tech savvy, you don't need an app or a subscription to send photos anytime from anywhere to people that you love. It's like having a friendship frame in your house where you can send each other these cute picture updates. It is. I'm obsessed with it. It's a great way to feel close to those you love even when you're far away. Anyone in the family can send photos to the frame. So it's a great way to keep family members in touch. It's so fun when every household has one and then you can just send each other family photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. It sets up literally effortlessly. It takes under a minute and even the least tech savvy can use it. Like y'all, Kenyan, set this up. okay? I set Kenyon. it up and my... Great grandmother uses it. Yep, you can do this. Mm -hmm. It looks like a real legit photo frame. Mm -hmm. I have mine hanging up in my kitchen on the wall. It adds a beautiful touch to our home. And then when I'm just like hanging out doing work at the counter, you know, a new picture of pepperoni will be sent there from the other room that Bill updated to our frame. (laughs) Yeah, it's a digital frame, but it's tasteful. It's very tasteful. It has a gorgeous, t- either ten inch or fifteen inch touchscreen. You can get different sizes, and you can swipe through photos with your finger. You can tap the heart button on there, and it'll let the sender know, like that you love that photo. Like send more of these pictures of Sonya. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Grandma Lynn likes this photo. Mm-hmm. This makes the frame super interactive and fun to use. It holds thousands of photos that continuously rotate through and bring daily joy and it's got 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight, they will offer you a full refund. And if you're buying this as a gift for someone else, this is a fun thing. You can preload it with favorite photos for a special, like say, Mother's Day gift. You can surprise them with photos they didn't even know you had. I'm obsessed. Now, as a special Mother's Day
1: offer, get 10% off, up to $30 off your frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash wine, W-I-N-E, that's right, to get 10% off, up to $30 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash wine, that's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash wine, and treat your whole family.
0: Treat it. All right, are you ready for my case? So ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, there isn't murder. Okay. Is or isn't? Is not. But oh, like- I'm But like, out. bye (laughs) but if i get a chance to talk about like weird lsd shit i'm gonna so let's yeah (laughs) obvi it was the 60s and the obvi and the summer of love was in full swing with full bush (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) god bless Full bush, both on the face and the crotch. It was a very hairy time for America.
2: There was no Meridian grooming back then. Sorry, my
1: phone keeps auto listening to me and typing what I'm saying, and I'm trying (laughs) to get it to stop. Full bush. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I it was. I was in like a DM to a friend who just had a new baby, and I was like, oh my god. Full (laughs) bush. Stop typing what I'm saying. Full bush. You full are bush. a fully
2: illustrated medical <laughs> journal from 1974.
0: Congrats on your full bush. <laughs> so in the early 60s, it wasn't just the FBI who were experimenting with hallucinogenic drugs. Mm. A Harvard research team led by Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert yeah, baby. were blazing a trail toward a societal utopia guided by their inspiration, novelist Aldous Huxley. Actually a great novelist. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not. (laughs) Kind of a one-hit wonder, but. Kind (laughs) of. I mean, one-hit wonder in the sense that. But that hit. The hit two The two two hits that he's most famous Mm -hmm. for, but he definitely wrote a lot of shit. Like, Uh, Next sentence here. If that name sounds familiar, it's because it is. He wrote Brave New World, as well as about 50 other books, novels, essays, and poems. He was a pacifist with a keen interest in philosophical mysticism, and while taking his own cocktail of mescaline, wrote of utopian societies thriving under the shared values of sexual experimentation, full bodily freedom, and transcendental religious, quote-unquote, experiences. Hmm. It's a fucking hippie shit. Mm -hmm. So these Harvard nerds fell in love with this novel (laughs) Island, which was the utopian follow-up to the dystopian Brave New World. Mm. And this work was their roadmap to a higher level of living. So more fucking hippie shit. He
2: wrote it while he was
0: hallucinating. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to write, though. It honestly is. That's not the way to model chore. It's such a chore. (laughs) Oh my God, I, yeah. Such a fucking chore. (laughs) So mix. Fucking hippie shit with fucking Harvard like psych and science nerds and Mm. you have a department with a budget playing around with like mushrooms and LSD and trying to open each other's fucking third brown eye (laughs) 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 and nothing could possibly go wrong. What a time to be alive. Uh, Mm. We were born in Uh, the wrong you have all the confidence of a college freshman at harvard all the mediocre white man who read fucking island one time it is funny though
2: how many times in my research for this it was referenced like yeah these were good ideas when you were a college freshman yeah Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) this is the most college freshman shit yeah
1: Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. And when you are a college freshman, you're kind of doing communal living. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Again, we work documentary. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> there are no novel ideas a- ever yeah. at all anymore.
0: Yeah. So when experimenting within the confines of the institution of Harvard proved too limiting for their research, Lyrian Alpert launched the Zuatanejo project. I'm so sorry. Zwotanejo. 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 Which was... So what's according to the, the problem? What's your problem? Which was, according to the BBC, a psychedelic training center under the umbrella of their International Federation for Internal Freedom. Isn't Zwotanejo where if. Andy
2: Dufresne and what's his name met at the end of Shawshank Redemption in mm. Mexico?
0: It is in Mexico. Maybe that's where it is. I've never it. heard of it before, but maybe. I'm the community was located on the coast of southwest Mexico, and it was here that they started like writing this this manual called The Psychedelic Experience, a manual based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I have a copy of that. So do of I. Of course you do. <laughs> well, Corey does course the, their book was dedicated to huxley and cites his 1954 essay the doors of perception which explored the hallucinogenic effects of mescaline a psychedelic substance found in plants indigenous to mexico so they were like have you ever in done the mescaline? place where it's grown i have not have you I'm still <laughs> i haven't young. done
1: any i've like i'm young <laughs> baby we're you going too. to vegas
0: in oh like two weeks i'm gonna get one us week some from mescaline. today honey Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. I do not have a lot of time to find those mescaline. I got to start researching. I thought you two might have, you degenerate. You won't be doing mescaline. I haven't done that that many drugs. (laughs) I'm going to dose Kenyon with mescaline. It's going to be amazing. (gasps) Dose Kenyon. Dose Kenyon. Dose Kenyon. Dose Kenyon. Consent is key. We're not condoning any of this. We're joking. Of course, I would never wink, wink, dose Kenyon with mescaline. (laughs) (laughs) As the Tibetan Book of the Dead had prepared monks for mortality and reincarnation, the psychedelic experience would teach them how to handle the experience of ego death and rebirth. Mm. I hate it too, y'all. Hippie shit.
2: Mm. Uh, Ego death is... I think that's a real thing. That's a psychological
0: thing. For sure it is, but not what... They are taking it to a stupid place. Yes. Yes. There's also not, like, a fast track. No. No. You can't they're just white do a boys, bunch they're of They're white boys from Harvard who want to do a bunch of LSD and, like, get paid for it. Yeah. Like, this is not... Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> to achieve this full ego death and rebirth, the idea was to completely remove themselves from society and forge a new path forward through communal living. This was pretty fucking juicy for folks who were sick of the capitalist grind and wanting to, like, farm all day and fuck all night.
1: Sounds exhausting. Ho all day, we'll
0: how all night. Well, <laughs> think ho all night. It's literally things that like only a college freshman has the fucking like stamina, stamina to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And this operation had the attention of Huxley himself, legitimizing it all in the eyes of his hippie fans. "Quote to us, the island represented freedom," says Edward Padilla, an early member of the group, before settling. Temporarily in southwest Mexico, many of the Brotherhood favored settling in Hawaii, while a friend of Padilla flew to the remote Pacific island of Micronesia to scout out territory. So they're also fucking colonizing. Mm -hmm. The British researcher Michael Hollingshead, who first introduced Leary to LSD at the recommendation of Huxley, even spoke to the king of Tonga about providing the Brotherhood with a home. Mm. So they're like trying to find their... Perfect island to recreate And I hope the Tonga was like, go fuck yourself. Literally, he was like, nah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Their location, however, would rely on full self-sustainability. So a remote island was not even really gonna be the move because they didn't want to rely on like import and export to survive. They wanted off to completely to live off Ohio. the land. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're not like that oh, far off? Oh, no. I mean, it's not it's No, it's California, oh, but okay. it's like, I find this quite humorous, personally. Yeah. This project was getting out of fucking control, and Harvard was like, um, this is not what we thought this we was going to be. We thought you gonna guys were going to be doing, like,
1: scientific research, not jetting off to Micronesia. Uh-huh. Harvard is still funding all of this at this point? At this point,
0: yes, but- Brotherhood founding father, Timothy Leary, who is like a a doctor in psychology and he was a professor at Harvard, was fired by Harvard over the concerns about the experiments they were conducting as part of their studies. And I covered a lot of similar stuff in our CIA crimes episode, Mm -hmm. but they were basically doing the same shit, like experimenting on prisoners and under-informed quote-unquote volunteers with LSD and other psychedelic drugs. Mm -hmm. And Leary... Had gotten so deep into his research, which included him and his colleagues just getting blasted on LSD, that he was failing to show up to, like, teach his classes and was finally just dumped from Harvard in 1963. Like, fuck this. You're done. This project is over.
1: Wasn't there a movie about this, like, with George Clooney? Probably. The men men who Sarah goats?
0: Yes. Probably. Is Um, that
1: this or different? I don't know if it's
0: this, but it's like all part of the same batch of like LSD time in the 60s. Right. It's a
2: little bit different because that, remember, I have told you my psychic, Charles Tiemann, Mm -hmm. psychic light.com, used as a child was part of that project because they used psychic abilities. Mm
1: -hmm. That was their pull point. Well, there you go. It's a little bit different, but yeah.
2: I'm sure they were, I'm sure it, it was a fictional movie, was it not? It was based on a book, but
0: whatever. I don't know. So now they're back from trying out growing and taking hallucinogenics in Mexico, and they're no longer under the umbrella of Harvard, so they can devote all of their time to building the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, which is their commune. Mm. So they officially start the Brotherhood of Eternal Love in the Modesca Canyon in Orange County, completely cut off from society, mere miles off the 15. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where they're they... fucking everywhere, man. It's hard to get cut off. It's hard, to get, away. It's hard to get away. Mere miles off, off the, the 15. 15. Check like the 404. To, it's like, literally the 15. between like
0: the 15 and like the 245 or whatever the fuck it is. Why on, like, are highways in little... California the everywhere?
2: The. It's yeah. very annoying. It's really
0: obnoxious. Yeah, it is, but that's what they call it. So, so they started their process of learning to grow their own food, make their own textiles and clothing, and even provide each other medical care and fucking like deliver babies on this commune. But living off the grid or adjacent to the grid and ignoring <laughs> a codes mere and regulations 15 miles off the grid. <laughs> barely. Not even 15 miles. Oh, that would be like a couple oh, miles. way more. And ignoring codes and regulations can be a bit sketchy, as they learned pretty soon after their homemade chapel burned to the ground (laughs) and took basically their entire commune with it and all of the work they had done. (laughs) Because of, like, bad wiring or whatever? Pretty much. (laughs) They just didn't build it right. turns out electrical
2: engineering is kind of a specialty. Uh
0: (laughs) Uh-huh. So (laughs) So is
2: delivering
1: babies. Oh, yeah, that, but at least that, that that's thing existed that me since out.
2: before time. Oh, well, sure, that's yeah. an Delivering... instinctu- in- instinctive thing. Yeah, I mean, or... everything goes
0: right. Sure, but people were squatting in caves before they were wiring electric in a hand-built chapel. Exactly. So the chapel and religion in general was central to their operation. Though they rejected the traditional tenets of Christianity, they did believe in and worship a higher God, considered themselves disciples of said God, and believed LSD to be a, quote, sacrament, a window into God itself, a key to unlock the doors of perception.
1: It's just another
0: chemical, people. Yeah. Yeah, drugs are fucking awesome. No one is, like arguing that it's but just, like, it's just
1: it's not a sacrament there's no diff just because it's natural which i don't even
0: know if lsd is no i mean psilocybin is but lsd is not I don't think, even not. like like it's just another fucking chemical and
1: mm-hmm. yeah it makes you like hallucinate but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's good
0: no no it is what it is, says what the the it one is. Who's never tried lsd oh shit i have
1: no (laughs) desire every time people describe like mushrooms or lsd it is the antithesis of what i want in a drug Well, more for us. You want to fall asleep for a long time. Yeah, I want to either fall asleep for a long time or like not have to sleep and like vacuum (laughs) my whole house. Cocaine, literally cocaine. Yeah, or like have a really fun
0: time vacuuming Mm. my whole house. Oh yeah, Yeah. like that's that's the good stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so this may or may not have had anything to do with the fact that registering as a religious organization not only allowed you to skirt taxes, but also allowed you to seek, quote, religious exemption from prohibition. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is from all that's one of my favorite sources. Mm-hmm. The Brotherhood's primary goal was to be able to distribute LSD to as many people as possible for as <laughs> little money as they could manage. Yeah. <laughs> California officially banned the substance in October of 1966 at a protest three months later in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park called the Human Being. Yeah. Just kill people. Yeah. Underscored the hippie resistance to the government's infringing on their psychedelic enlightenment. hmm. So basically, the use of LSD was shut down by the government at that time in (laughs) California. But here it was being used as part of a religious practice. Mm. So these folks couldn't be hauled off to jail for using it. And it wasn't nationally criminalized yet. Got it. And honestly, we need to start a church. Like, we need to stop joking about it and actually do it. Because, like, drugs and reproductive rights are tenets of my religion. So fuck off. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love (laughs) to get
1: rich and... Do drugs and have reproductive freedom.
0: That'd be great. That'd be dope. Literally.
1: Nothing is stopping us.
0: I know. We should just do it. (laughs) But just because they were able to use LSD didn't mean they were able to just like blatantly make it. So they got shady and fucking made some epic shit. They created their own brand of LSD called Orange Sunshine, acquiring the necessary components through Afghanistan by way of Istanbul, Frankfurt, and London. This was a legitimate global smuggling <laughs> operation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was essentially overlooked because the product was being used for religious purposes. Mm. They were giving this shit away mostly for free and funding it by also participating in the hashish trade. Hashish. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Hashish. <laughs> Drugs would be shipped to... This is so fucking stupid and I love it. Drugs would be shipped to California hidden inside of musical instruments, (laughs) Volkswagen buses, (laughs) hollowed out surfboards. Yeah. It's like two on brand. It's California hippie shit. But I cannot make it this shit up. in Bibles.
1: Up. Why are you sending it, it in surfboards? They're already suspicious of Bibles you. Bibles would
0: be more suspicious than it would surfboards going to Southern California. Because, well, not even just going to Southern California, but going specifically to this quote unquote religious organization mm. because surfing was one of their religious practices in the brotherhood mm. and they called it quote Christ in the curl. I'm out. I mean, I think this sounds <laughs> rad. They're not taking the relig- the Jesus part seriously. It's not Jesus, but they are taking the God part pretty fucking seriously. They just said like, Christ
2: in the curl. That is a yeah.
0: joke. I, I mean, yes and. Yeah. So they also, you'd love this. They also opened a spiritual center in Laguna Beach, <gasps> a self-proclaimed psychedelic emporium called Mystic Arts World. The shop served as a headquarters for their drug operations, as well as their spiritual practices. It is now known as the Magic Castle. Probably. (laughs) Starting in 1968, they began to distribute their signature orange sunshine for as little as five cents a tab. But they're basically (laughs) giving it away. Don't buy discount drugs. Well, these... From these folks, you would want to, because it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. One member put it succinctly, quote, we weren't greedy, we just wanted people to get high. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your people to get drugs Altruistic from. dealers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want guys. you to have a good time. Like, <laughs> where's
1: the downside? Corey Honestly, would have one million percent been a part of this.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: I would have been a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't surf, my God,
0: but. No, me either. <laughs> but the core strength, absolutely not. <laughs> So I'd they swim. went to the, <laughs> yeah, I love swimming. <laughs> I tan. They went to the East Coast as well, opening the Center for the League of Spiritual Discovery in Greenwich Village in nineteen. 19- I said eighty six, but nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, I wrote that wrong. <laughs> in this center, Leary and Co. gave free TED talks, proselytizing about LSD. TED Leary talks. TED Leary talks. <laughs> Around the same time, LSD had been banned in California, and the fight was on to ban it nationwide. Leary was obviously opposed to that and made many public and TV appearances fighting against this growing call for legislation. But alas, big government won out and LSD was officially criminalized nationwide in 1968. Leary made his way back west to a small couples only commune that they built on a ranch in Idlewild. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing could go wrong. Run by Leary and another Brotherhood founder, John Griggs, who by now were fully claiming themselves to be agents of God, born to, quote, lead a new breed. Through Christ in the curl. Yeah, pretty much. Because we We only have bad ad copy. Yep, <laughs> but God had other plans for Griggs because at only 25 years old, he fucking died from shock of the century and overdose of LSD. You can mm-hmm. die from an overdose of LSD. I mean, you can die from yeah, an overdose of anything. You can die from, from but, an overdose yeah. of weed. Like you literally, die anything
1: from, can be toxic. It's uh, just water. about the dose. Yeah.
0: In response to this tragedy, the Brotherhood didn't dial back their LSD production, but rather dialed it up, expanding their operation to produce, according to the BBC, 10 kilograms of LSD, or approximately 100 million doses. That it's is nuts. so many it's doses. It's so much. That's how much yeah. he took? No, oh, they no. were producing that. Oh, they I ramped thought up that's how he died. <laughs> there nah. were like 100
1: million citizens in the U.S. at the time. Yeah. They could have given a tab of LSD to like every single American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of LSD. It's a lot. How many it L- is a how, lot. how many LSD can I you do in one know. day?
0: I don't I'm know. I'm reading it. It would right depend now. on your tolerance, probably.
2: Uh a dose ranging from fifty to two hundred micrograms is n- non-toxic and medically safe when used in a safe setting. A typical tab is usually 100
0: to 200 micrograms. Micrograms. And they were making 10 kilograms. Okay. According to Michael Randall, a formative member of the Brotherhood, the plan was to drive down the price of LSD through mass production to distribute, quote, so much orange sunshine that it would become virtually free. We had a deep spiritual commitment to what we were doing. They were just
2: trying to saturate the market so everyone could have it for
0: free. Yeah, pretty much. Love it. This was continuing to get out of fucking hand and the Brotherhood was now being seen as honestly what it was a massive drug syndicate and <laughs> was coined the hippie mafia by the press. Ah. <laughs> they had grown not only in numbers but in political influence and our boy Timothy Leary even ran against Ronald Reagan for governor of California in 1969. obviously he lost but the race was That's huge a shame. It- he would have been so much better. I know would have been so good. He could have become president. It could have been, but the race was big in the press and in pop culture, even inspiring the Beatles hit Come Together. Mm. Leary continued to be an outspoken and influential person, and the government was not feeling great about that. In 1965, so we're kind of going back in time a little bit, he had been picked up for marijuana possession when he was found with weed, coming back into the U.S. from their little commune in Mexico with his family. Mm-hmm. Thinking this was the opportunity to shut this dude down, he was arrested for possession and sentenced to 30 years in prison. For weed? Under the Marijuana Tax Act, which I can't go into. Yeah, Yeah. we've talked about that. that. It's bullshit. He appealed this charge, however, claiming it to be unconstitutional and actually won this appeal. And it had something to do with a requirement of self-incrimination under the Marijuana Tax Act that he didn't actually do. So he found a good loophole and ended up having that completely overturned a few years later. Okay. But a few years after this initial arrest, after returning to the West Coast from New York, so he was in Greenwich, he's back to Laguna Beach... He was arrested in Laguna Beach, this time because he had two fat joints on him. (laughs) And Leary claimed that these were planted on him, which like, honestly, that's not outside the realm of possibility. He's Mm -hmm. an LSD guy. He's not really a weed guy, but they really wanted to shut him down. Mm -hmm. And they had all of these strict criminalization rules around weed that they could fuck him up with. Mm -hmm. I I can't confirm or deny whether or not it was planted on him, but it's not like it's super plausible. Yeah. And despite his previous marijuana conviction being overturned, they got him on this one. So he was charged and awaited trial as he simultaneously tried to run for California governor yes. or move. <laughs> Trump.
1: Yeah. Oh, we well, got somebody, uh, facing thirty five felony counts running Legit. for president. So
0: Yeah, exactly. After two years, so he's he's charged for the two joints in sixty eight. Two years later, in 1970, he finally goes to court in January of 1970, and he's sentenced to 10 years for marijuana possession, and another 10 years added for some separate charge from a few years earlier. So basically, two joints got him 20 years. Jesus, Jesus Christ. We'd
1: well, be trouble. Was,
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah, trouble. Yeah. And be fu- zero
1: for the 100 million doses of LSD. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Legislation
0: <laughs> hadn't caught up. Well, and those are for religious practices. Oh, uh, so. yes. But Leary was not going to go down easy and still had a lot of connections as the founder of the hippie mafia. One such connection was to the Weathermen, which was a leftist militant group founded oh. at the University of Michigan by, quote, students for a democratic society. They were scary. Yeah. It's raining man. Weathermen. <laughs> the Weathermen According were to- Freaky. According to Wikipedia, they believed the U.S. government to be imperialist and had the long-term objective of overthrowing the government. Mm -hmm. They were a leftist terrorist organization. A few months after Leary was sent to prison, a member of the Weathermen acted as Leary's getaway driver in his escape from prison. So many
1: more people escape from prison <laughs> than I
0: ever realized. Like everyone. That's I like guess. my biggest takeaway from <laughs> doing this
1: podcast is that Seriously. like if you're sent to prison, like try to escape, Just like leave. it's like 50/50. 50, 50. 50. It hard. seems not that hard, yeah.
0: <laughs> Leary apparently snuck his way up and over a prison wall by, like, climbing a telephone wire. A Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) His escape was a success, and he was eventually smuggled all the way to Algeria with his wife and kids. (laughs) They hid out in Algeria for about a year before making their way to Switzerland. (laughs) <laughs> Where arms dealer Michael Houchard offered to shelter them, but it turned out he was like just kind of imprisoning them. But that's neither here nor there.
1: <laughs> okay, then in, they were kidnapped and yeah, yada yada yada. <laughs> it got a little messy.
0: They ended up in, in an ashram in Pondicherry, yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> In 1972, the Nixon administration successfully convinced the Swiss government to imprison him, but they refused to extradite him back to the U.S. So they imprisoned him for, like, a hot minute, and then they were like, okay, yeah. we're done. We're over it. <laughs> During this time, his wife left him and took the kids back to the U.S., and now single and ready to mingle Leary, I blasted she on... Was like- Oh, yeah, you're you're in prison now. To Algeria. Algeria, Escaped
1: to Algeria. To Switzerland prison. And then finally she was like, I'm done. This was the last straw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So, shit, I lost my spot. Single and ready to mingle. (laughs) Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So, single and ready to mingle, Leary blasted on LSD and cocaine, married a Swiss socialite, <laughs> Jesus. and the two gallivanted <laughs> around Europe before making their way to beautiful Afghanistan in 1972. Oh, no. Actually, a good time. It's a good I mean, yeah. year to yeah, be there. Good they time were kind of thriving, there, yeah. right? Well, though Afghanistan did not have an extradition treaty with the U.S., that protection apparently didn't apply to just like international air travel. And the U.S. government was able to arrest Leary as soon as his plane landed in Gobble. Oh. So they'd been following him around for a while. Nobody would send him back to the U.S. But Afghanistan was like, listen, you can only get him while he's at the airport. Then, yeah, as soon
1: as he his feet touch the ground, yep. then we're not.
0: Yep, oh, then it's then it's okay. not our thing anymore. Wow. He's, on the, this, he's it's traveling internationally. You can get him off the plane. But once he's done, Weird. not our problem. So they did get him. They take him back to California, where his bail was set at five million dollars, and he was facing a nearly hundred-year prison sentence. <laughs> but being a white boy who went to Harvard is pretty great because, in the end, he was only given an additional five years. Is this for still his for his the two joints, or is yes. this for what? Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> it was-, it was sent
1: to Folsom Prison resources that went into nailing this guy for two joints in the 70s yeah yeah well in 1968 is when he
0: first got picked up for that so he was sent to Folsom (laughs) Prison in California where he was put in solitary in the cell right next to Charles Manson I knew that yeah (laughs) god I knew his name was familiar yeah they couldn't see each other but they could chat through the buyers kill me Quote, I'd rather d- be dead. I know. <laughs> in their discussions, Manson was surprised and found it difficult to understand why Leary had given people LSD without trying to control them. <laughs> <laughs> or make uh, any kind
1: of
2: profit. Of money. This no. wasn't about money at all. Yeah, it which is the it most was mind-blowing
1: like, okay, part. Okay, so, so you what give them the LSD
0: and then, yeah, exactly. He didn't understand that the endgame was literally spiritual enlightenment and like that's it. He's like, No, no, no no no, point, no, 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 no. At one point, Manson wrong. said to Leary, <laughs> they took you off the streets so that I could continue your work. Oh.
1: Wow. No. So
0: the work. He's so scary. So Leary fully switched sides and started working with the US government as an informant, which shortened his sentence and allowed him to enter witness protection upon his release from prison in 1976. <laughs> Imagine he trying four to years. Like, live a normal suburban
1: witness protection life as this guy. And then mm-hmm. like somebody matching your like, brain
2: busted open from drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mentions,
1: like, oh, it's spring. i got to plant my poppies. And he's like, let me tell you about cobble in 72. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh,
0: wait. Can I borrow a cup of sugar, Tim? <laughs> so yeah he served like four years for two joints and (laughs) escaping prison and gallivanting all over the world and blah 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 and then they granted him witness protection yep yep so although he hit he was like hey guys hey brotherhood of eternal love I was just bullshitting with the man to get out early. Like, I'm still one of you. Like, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his hippie colleagues were like, "Uh, no, you're a cop informant and a liar. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his legacy had officially ended. I He died in like 1996. I think he just kind of went off and, you know. Well, there's a reason vibed. we don't know
2: what happened to him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't
0: realize his rejection.
2: I didn't know he went down like that.
1: He mm-hmm. became an electrician and uh, probably burned another church to the ground.
0: Got really into foosball. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <He> <laughs> as was born for the Christian. Brotherhood of Eternal Love, they had spent basically the entire decade of the 60s playing a major role in the 1960s counterculture movement and functioned as one of the largest drug smuggling operations of the era. But with Founding Fathers Timothy Leary being a fucking narc and John <laughs> Griggs fucking blasted himself to death on LSD, those are like their two Founding Fathers, and things fell apart without them. Mm-hmm. So, quote John the dead Gale, were dead and without yeah, a head, pretty much. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, funny that you should say without a head. <laughs> what God? What? Quote, John Gale joined the Brotherhood of Eternal Love relatively early in its existence, but unlike the other initial members, he was not a true believer in their psychedelic spirituality. He was a surfer and a petty criminal who seemed more attracted to the group for the danger and excitement of their escapades. With the other bosses out, Gale took the reins, leaning all the way into the hippie mafia and away from spiritual enlightenment. So he was actually just trying to like sell fucking drugs he took the reins and made it into money yep yeah finally on august 5th 1972 state and federal officials conducted a series of raids on brotherhood properties in multiple states so like raiding all their communes across the country oh my god some core members managed to escape and avoid capture for several years but eventually nearly dozens of members of the brotherhood of eternal love were arrested and convicted of various drug related offenses Gale was one of the ones to wiggle away somehow, but he didn't walk away from drug dealing entirely and was still a major player in Los Angeles until he was busted in 1981 with over $7 million worth of cocaine (laughs) ready to distribute. Damn. (laughs) Shockingly, however, he never made it to court for this charge as he was fucking decapitated in a car accident before his court date.
1: (gasps) Oh. So not so yeah. not like oft, like it was an accident. No, it was or- an
0: accident. He oh, died in a car accident. Yep. Wow. Yeah. His head was his capo was detated. Oh no. Yeah.
2: His capo yeah. was, <laughs> was detained. His capo was detained.
1: Look at me having <laughs> prophetic dreams. Seriously.
0: So, Dead. and of course, by the eighties, LSD was kind of out, and like Coke was super in. Yeah. yeah. So that he was finalized setter. It yeah, that really finalized the death of the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, and now it's just like a topic of folklore. It doesn't exist anymore.
1: Wow. Isn't that
0: nuts? Yeah. That was heavy, man. <laughs> Cool. Fucking Christ of the Carl. Christ you know of saying? the Carl. <laughs> Fucking wow. Christ and the Carl. Anyway, that's my. Well race. done. Isn't that a wild ride? I, I like knew a lot were of parts that, but that there you were just some like, had to skip over. And then he uh, married there's a so Swiss much. Social Right. And that was the whole thing. You guys, so, thing. this This could be <laughs> a 50 season podcast. Yeah. Like, there's so much shit to this Brotherhood of Eternal Love and like all the people that were part of it and all the offshoots of it. It was nuts. It was huge. It dominated the entire like Zeitgeist of the sixties. It was crazy. It was a heat. it it he
2: d- redirected the culture of our 100%. country.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Like, basic, almost single-handedly. That's it was as so fucking wild. Amazing. <laughs> fan picker, Jordan Wilson, as uh, has indeed. you have redirected
1: the zeitgeist of this mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> thank you, Jordan, and thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. See you later. Bye
2: bye.